sports fans to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show featuring Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton alongside, and we're off and running. We're kind of the home to Texas State football coaches, Baylor football coaches. Uh, I mean, they all love us. I mean, kind of, but uh, we've got, we, we just have a, a lot of folks that want to visit with us, be on with us. And um, Drake, man, I tell you, the excitement, I mean, it was kind of like a kid on Christmas morning. Watching you in that environment today, seeing you learn from somebody like Ward White, a man who uh, takes great pride in his technical abilities. And, of course, me, to, I was there to preside over a lot of the technical aspects of what we were doing. Uh, but that was nice to be to witness our set, our mm. Saturday set for the next yeah. eight home games. Yeah. That was beautiful. The ESPN Central Texas kickoff show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. And, Drake, I mean, and I saw you taking some selfies. Uh, no, I took a photo no. with our uh, with uh, with some of our folks there. I got to say, that, that was a, that's a really cool stage and desk. And that comes to us from Randy Morrison and then his buddy Cody. Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess they're buddies. They work together. Yeah. And it's the, they're the part of the uh, experiential department. Experiential. I didn't even know that was a word. But they put together all these really cool scenes and 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 projects. And I thought, Drake. I mean, I I didn't know what to expect for sure. I'd seen pictures, but it it lived up. It met and exceeded my expectations. And that'll be the home to uh, the two of us for the next, uh, I don't know, eight of the next 12 or 13 weeks. Would you call this show an experiential show? Yeah, I mean, this is experiential radio. Yes. I mean, there's no, I think of experiential is like kind of a, you know, just people immerse, kind of like almost full immersion baptism. They get immersed in whatever we're doing and, um, yeah, it's that's kind of experiential. I, I absolutely would call it that. But I gotta tell you, the construction and the logo and the craftsmanship, um, I I that's you talk about the underrated department at Baylor. Yeah. Experiential department. In fact, I'm thinking about joining them. And and uh You're leaving got the show. Great, Huh? You're leaving oh, the show. Don't sound so excited. I get to host the show now. <laughs> no. Is that what you're well, saying? You're already, you're already like a co-host, so don't don't get too happy about <laughs> like, my like imminent a departure. <laughs> That's right. You 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 play a co-host. Yeah. No, no, no. You're co-hosting. But I, I gotta say, 
that wood shop where they do all that, I think I would fit in well over there. Just you big wood with shop people. guy. Well, yeah, I, I don't. See, I've heard you're not too keen on the handiwork. I don't know how much of that you'd be doing. You could probably delegate some stuff, maybe uh, <laughs> dot some I's and cross some T's, not plug anything in. I, uh, I got to say, that power tool that he had, I love that. I don't know what brand that is. What are they, is that a Weber? I don't know what I forget who does power tools. God, that was a great looking. Randy is just. I hope he's listening. Randy, are you out there? Text me if you are. Cody, Cody looked like a guy who would be like a theater type guy. Like he just kind of had a or in a band, you know, like a a good a cool alternative band. And yet he's right there with Randy doing all that woodwork and like making desks and fabricating things. All right. (laughs) I mean. The, the good kind of fabrication. Now, some people in our world, they fabricate stories. That's not good. But this is like fabrication that has to do with, like, building things. Now, that's good. And um, we, Drake, I'll take you over there someday because I kind of know where they are off LaSalle. Do you say LaSalle or LaSalle? It's LaSalle. For the, the kids today, say LaSalle. Huh. I know. I, I know. I, not good. I think I always said incorrect. LaSalle. Okay. Yeah, I think I always said LaSalle, but LaSalle's kind of like that's the actual French explorer or whatever. I don't know. I guarantee right. you they said it LaSalle I'm, back then. I'm a little yeah. – I'd be interested to, to see if they named a street in Waco after the French explorer. I'm <laughs> guessing there was a different tie to why it is called either LaSalle or LaSalle. I don't know. I mean, that's like the most famous LaSalle that we know. There's a LaSalle University – but they call that LaSalle, don't they? Oh, they do. Uh-oh, Matt. I think you're on to something. Anyway, I I would say that it is after the famous French explorer. And, uh, I mean, Waco has some really interesting parts of it. There's like an old castle over there. You remember off uh, Franklin or well, Austin you know or who, somewhere over you know there? who owns the castle now. We, yeah, we don't yeah, need to get into that. It, but the yeah. turrets uh, and the uh, – th- that's a, that was always a, a neat place to me. To go over to that part of town as a kid and see that Castle, Castle. Heights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah. whole area, Castle Heights, was so pretty. I mean, those homes over yep. there and everything. Yep. The the Roy Nash, the Roy and Jane Nash family lived over there. And so that was always our pre and post game hangout. And then and then one time I looked over next door and the Texas Tech uh Raider Red whatever they called the 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 horse. I oh, think yeah. it's called like the Midnight or something, yeah. Midnight or or uh, or Black Beauty. It was, it was always a, uh, a a black horse, and it was real pretty. And they would be keeping it Skyrider or something like that. I'm I'm getting closer as I talk, but it's something along those Knight lines. Rider is a Night Rider. No, it's not. It's not. It has nothing to do with David Hasselhoff in his crew. Did you ever have you ever seen that Drake? Do you, I, do you I go have. back and watch old shows and scenes like that? It's not that old. I was alive. I was around for that. For rerun. There was no way you were alive for like the real night. I was barely alive for that. Yeah, yeah. There we were Aaron and I were kids. So I promise you, you did not experience I was not far behind. Okay. You were you were way behind. I don't think that's true. Nobody knows my age. I I leave it real. I leave it a mystery. Aaron, he said his age the very first day on the air, didn't he? I, well, it's I been a long was... time. Since. I remember Ty Detmer winning the Heisman. I remember where I was sitting when Ty Detmer won the Heisman. Yeah, you were nowhere 
close to the earth at that point. You were not even a thought in the tolls. Um, just I, I don't even know if your parents were married at the time. That no, Ty Detmer, that was 19, let's see. No, don't tell me. Okay. Detmer wins the Heisman, 1987. I'm going to go with... Uh... Because, you know, they had Steve Young in 83. He's gone in 84. So Detmer comes not too long after. I think there's a good little gap. I'm going to go 91. Uh, did he actually win it? Because he's the son of Sonny Detmer, famous high school coach. Are oh, you this no, up? Matt. Ty Detmer won the Heisman in 1990. Ouch. Yep. Okay. Uh, you so were the closest were the... without going over. Oh, we need to do a Schmaltz's trivia question. Drake, do you have a good trivia question? Um, like this would be a really good way to start the show. Usually, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what year was Baylor founded, Matt? You know that one, don't you? We could, uh, yeah, I do know that one. It's like 1845. How many acres like is that. the campus? That's a good one. Uh, How many acres? <laughs> Did you learn all this at Line Camp or something? No, no, no. I was a Waco tour guide. I also Band just camp? Oh, that's right. I'm real yeah. I'm good at I do the I do a lot of his I was a history minor, so same. Yeah, no way. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a speech communication major with a history minor. And then I, I almost got a another English minor, but I kind of used that. I told my parents if they would send me to Baylor and the British Isles, which is now called Baylor in London. I could get another degree. I could uh, get another minor, yeah. and uh, I don't know if that was totally accurate. But uh, but they but that was one of the greatest trips. Have you ever heard of the famous, not the actor Tom Hanks, but the Baylor professor Tom Hanks? No, I haven't. He was like he was unreal, like great English professor and a great dude. And uh, yeah, Baylor at one point, and they may still have it, but had like. Maybe the best English department in the country. Just tremendous English department. I don't know how it is. We had a little had some issues back in the day, even before the uh, Me Too era hit. But uh, we don't we don't need to get bogged. All down right, in, there we go. In, Happy three in, o'clock hour, Matt. <laughs> have you come up with your uh, <laughs> have you have you come up with your uh, trivia question yet? I have, and you, you haven't doing? answered it. How many acres is the campus? I know. I don't, no, I don't I'm saying we're do. gonna put. We're going to put that out there to our people. Oh, I don't have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. to answer. So two yeah. free sandwiches. Write it down uh, for Aaron because Aaron's like me and probably doesn't know. Um, I shouldn't assume that, but I don't think Aaron knows this one. I don't either. Uh, write it down for Aaron. Uh, 254-662-1660. How many acres? Are you saying the current Baylor campus or like when yeah. it was founded? The current Baylor campus right now, today. Is that right? And you know the answer to this. Okay. Oh, off the, the current. Off the, off the current. The dome, yeah. How many acres? Oh, that's right, because you've given all these tours. Aaron, would you like to Drake to take the two of us on a tour someday, like before the show, and and we'll see like what his old Waco tour. I I, I have to say I would be interested in that. I would not be, and we could get a personal tour, um, and Drake could just like drive us around. Drake, would y'all walk around, or would y'all get on some kind of uh, people mover or one of those little trans, whatever those things are, like scooters or whatever. So I'm I'm gonna I'll come out and say it. I was not a Baylor tour guide. I was a tour guide for the city of Waco. The Baylor That's tour what guides, I meant. yeah. But, but they don't they they barely those poor kids. They work so so much, but they really do it out of the goodness of their heart. They don't make a lot of money, and yeah. they're the ambassadors of the university. They should get paid a little more. I'm, I'm gonna I start the that. GoFundMe. Did you really do that? But see, I that that was an organization 
I was a part of called Student Foundation. Stufu. And we, as part sure. of that, we would give some tours and do all that. But that was not a paid gig. That was just a student organization oh. that uh, a lot of us belonged to. And then we would ride our bikes in the parade. And then we wore, uh, I think we, were, we had to be like a junior or senior to do it. And you wore those green and white rugby jerseys. Yep. I Back in the day, Drake, there were these things called rugby jerseys that people wore. Yep. Like They would actually make a choice to wear these sometimes. And, and then the Fijis back in the day, and I know we, we kind of we fell on hard times. I think we're making a comeback. But back in the day. I don't think you're we, on campus. We, had a, we, we, we totally are. Uh, back in the day, we had, a, we had a strong, strong run. But just purple and white rugby jerseys, and you That's were the coolest guys at Baylor. Absolutely, like the <laughs> KOTs would have tried to make that claim, mm-hmm. but certainly could not. It is the Matt Mosley show. Uh, some good stuff has broken out here. We do have uh, last night. How exciting was that to see the Rangers get a victory over the Mets? When they were down three to two, going into the top of the ninth inning, and they found a way. Thank you, Nathaniel Lowe. Thank you, sir. Um, and of course, when they did that, uh, Drake, what's what's every Rangers fan thinking? Well, they're not going to be able to close right, it, right? Yeah. They're not going to be able to. And Leclerc, the man we call Leclerc, uh, comes on and he gets it done, and the Rangers win and remain one game behind the uh, Seattle Mariners, but that was a big win, and uh, and that was exciting to be able to pull that out uh, and get a win in that fashion, and they just had some nice performances. I think Martin Perez yep. might have come into that game and hung in there for a couple of innings uh, unscathed, and then they turned it over to, uh, to our buddy LeClerc, and he gets it done. Uh, sadly, Bo- Aaron and Drake... We are at a place where it feels like a shock when the when the Rangers get a save. Aaron had those stats yesterday, Drake, that were yeah. just pitiful. That they had they had blown five out of six saves, and then no, they had no come from behind wins. Forty eight. They had gone zero and forty seven in games that they trailed going into after the eighth inning, and, and they are now 1-47 in, in those games. Other teams have had a lot of comebacks, several comebacks. Rangers used to come back a lot. They don't do it. They just don't. This team doesn't do it. They did it last night, and that hopefully will serve as kind of a, again, I don't know, baseball uh, momentum, is a weird thing. I think in other sports it means more than it does in baseball. But boy, Drake, you would admit this has been a this has been a rough, rough patch. And uh, to let Seattle, who by the way, looking at that, they were down. They were ten games back in July, like around July fifteenth yeah. or whatever. They were ten games back, and they now lead the AL West. You know, th- this reminds me a lot of. T- uh. I'm going to say it. 2011 Rangers Cardinals. Remember the Cardinals that year were really bad at baseball. They were like 10 games out late in the year, and their season was over, and everybody gave up. And we know how that season ended. Um, so they, that's what this Mariners team reminds me of, is that pesky team that just finds a way at the end of the year to make something happen. But also, we got a third of games left. 
as good as good as the Rangers were in the beginning of August, that's what's happening right now. Matt, are you drinking your coffee, by the way? As good as the Rangers were in the beginning of August <laughs> is as bad as they have been lately. So it's the give and take of baseball. What goes up must come down, and it happens for a lot of baseball teams. The Rangers are still good. They are still in a position to win the AL West with 30 games to go. I don't think you're overreacting by saying that it's been bad because obviously it has been. However, they're just doing the opposite of what they did at the beginning of the year. Nobody was saying at the beginning of the year, oh, they're winning so many games, you know, this is going to end at some point. No, we, we all got so built up about how good the Rangers are, and then it came to a crashing halt because that's what baseball does for even the best teams. So I, I'm still tempering here in the same way as I, as I would three days ago when they were getting killed. Yeah, they won a game. They, they might lose. They might still lose, but there are 30 games left to do something with uh, and I don't know if last night was a testament of how how the Rangers are back or a testament of how bad the Mets truly are. They're they're maybe the only team right now that I wouldn't want to be um, in comparison to the Rangers. It's it's a tough time to be a Rangers fan these last two weeks, but oh, those poor Mets suck. Which still like you would hate to be like the A's or the Royals, uh, but they and be a they have no hope. Games. I, I'm They've almost. I'd rather be hope. them, Matt. I would rather be the team with no hope than be the team with all of the hope, and then it comes to a crashing halt in yeah. August. Well, the Rangers, Rangers still, as you say, have plenty of time. They can right the ship here, sending Andrew Heaney out versus our man Quintana from the uh, Mets. Isn't it funny to imagine who the Mets have left in the rotation yeah. after trading everybody? They had that monstrous group. And of course Rangers end up signing somebody that had been in the Mets in the past, but uh Quintana uh 373 ERA, not bad at all. Uh 1 in 5, but nobody cares about his record, but uh, has pitched pretty well this season against Heaney whose uh, ERA, a little bit unsightly at four th- uh, 434, yeah. but uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, man, even a two-game winning streak would feel would feel really big. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it would feel great. And the problem is, man, I, I, Aaron, you remember when I we brought this up, like about the the records for the rest of the year? Like we said, Seattle and Houston both have way easier, uh, I said record, uh, schedules. They have way easier schedules. And, man, that has, uh, that has come, to, come to pass, hasn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, but the good thing about their late season schedule is they have the series against the Astros, and they have, I think, seven games against the Mariners. So, I mean – they have a chance to still win the division and do it against the teams they're competing against. But they do have a, a tougher road than those two teams. All right. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton rolling along here on a Tuesday afternoon. It is cut-down day across the NFL. Let's take a hard look at what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys, and of course we'll go around the league at 340 in our blitz package, but uh, interesting uh, things happening with this Cowboys roster. Will they try to trade? Who's the backup center on this team? It's all coming up next. This is ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. 
That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Drive it forward with the First Central Credit Union Auto Loan this summer. First Central will donate to your local Boys and Girls Club when you refinance or get a new or used auto loan. You save and every auto loan activates a donation to be given to your area after school programs. Plus, you get to keep your cash. No payments for 90 days. It is money for kids and a new ride for you. Visit FirstCentralCU.com today for details and apply online. Everything we do, we do for you. Member NCUA. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Summer is here and so is home improvement season. It's time to get those windows replaced. Call Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct to Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. Universal Windows Central Texas That's UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760 and be sure to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. 
Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected, get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we're, we're counting down the time to game day. Of course, we got all our high school stuff rolling, and uh, we'll look ahead. Drake, who do the, uh, who the Cougs? The Columbia Blue that is yeah. China Spring. What are we looking at? What that, are we looking is it a real question, Matt? Are you yanking my chain right now? Yank, you don't what? know. Nobody's told you yet? <laughs> You're kidding. What are, we, what are we coming up on here? Oh, number one, China Spring. And number one, Melissa. The number one team in the 5A comes to town this Friday. You want, you want to know a cool story? I don't know if I'm allowed uh, to say this, but you want to know a cool story, Matt? Say yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, 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 wow, I'm okay. excited. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, what do you have? So interesting. The Melissa folks called Tyler Beatty, Josh Gregory, the China Spring administration and said, hey, obviously this is the biggest game in the state of Texas in week two, number one versus number one. Let's play at Cowboy Stadium. And China Spring got together and said, no, nah, no, nah, we, we don't want to have, you know, a half-empty stadium. So they said, okay, what about uh, what about the star? Ah, no, nah, probably not. So, all right, what about the ballpark at Arlington? China Springs said, ah, probably not. And the last-ditch effort that Melissa made was to play this ball game at the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> and you know what the administration at China Springs said? They said, look, we, we've taken all this into account. We've seen all these places you've given us. We'll, we'll pick one. We'll play at one place, and that's China Spring America. Last week, Melissa opened a $70 million facility. This week, they play in China Springs. I saw a whole story on that enormous, and do you realize how Melissa used to be the tiniest? They're going to do it like Allen. They're going to right. be a one horse. They're going to be a one high school yep. town. They'll let it get big, and they're going to keep getting better and better. They're already really good, but that's great. Why would you? Why would you agree if if it was supposed to be at your place? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why you would agree to go up there in their area, other than. I would say for especially a non-district game, pretty awesome for your – and, again, they've done some awesome stuff, China Spring, because they played and won the state title. But to play in that Ford Center uh, in Frisco, that would be pretty neat, especially given the heat and all that indoor. And then for the uh, just the historical value, the Cotton Bowl. Now, that's funny. I mean, I, I, I've been to a high school game at the Cotton Bowl. And, again, you're right. There wouldn't be. Now, if you played at that Ford Field or Ford Center or whatever they well, call it. they pack that place out. They would pack it out. I mean, that is a, that is a monster game. I, I apologize. I've been okay. so into Lake Highlands, USA, Baylor, Texas State, that I have not really taken a long look at our high school slate. That's a monster I, but I but I had been watching all that stuff with Melissa's new facility, 
And that yeah. thing's beautiful. And they honored the coach they named it after. I think his name is like something Deal Stadium, like D-E-E-L, right? Kenny Deal. And um, that – but that was – I mean, that was basically as small as Anna, Texas. Yeah. Kind of north Which of – Which is going to blow up. McKinney. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, the um, – Anna's the Coyotes. Melissa, I can't yes. remember what they Cardinals. are. The Cardinals. I heard some story recently that involved my family, and many, many years ago, my great-grandfather was a superintendent of schools in, like, uh, Collin County, and he had to go with Sam Rayburn to Austin to save Melissa's accreditation. They were losing their accreditation back in circa, this would have been like 1940 or 1945 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just kind of the Melissa thing jogged my memory on that. But I used to kind of think, because I've got family from that area, and I thought Melissa was a bad place. Well, I was that. Because it was the only place that was wet, which what? means it, it means they sold uh, alcohol yeah. there. Yeah, and back in the day when we were you know growing up Baptist, either your town was dry or it was wet, and we just did not trust those towns that were wet. Uh, you just you wanted to be a dry town. You did not want to be one of those towns that had all that alcohol available. <laughs> so. Anyway, there were still places growing up in Kaufman where uh, even though I was just going in there to get a cheeseburger, yeah. my mom did not want me going in to L&L's and some of those different places, even though the cheeseburgers were unbelievable because they were selling the evil liquid that is alcohol. All right, to Drake, there's, a, uh, there's, some, Melissa, you, there's some Melissa talk uh, for you. Now, Cowboys... All this breaking, uh, and we'll have Calvin Watkins on later in the program from the Dallas Morning News. Um, across the NFL, uh, and we got more Cowboys cuts rolling in even in the last nine minutes here. I'm looking it over. Um, there's names I kind of like some of these players. Like, for instance, this tight end, um, McEwen, Sean McEwen's a good player. He's a good player. You know, that's not like they're they got some interesting young tight ends. How I, that makes me wonder how hurt this John Stevens is cuz he had such a great preseason and I can't remember um I can't remember Aaron, do you remember John Stevens' injury? Was it more like a was it like an ankle injury? How how do you remember how serious that was? I th- I'll have to double check. I think it was going to keep him out for a while. Okay, he was going to be out for a while. I would say of the names, I'm looking at all the different ones, Quentin Bohanna has been a defensive tackle and may have started in the past for the Cowboys. Quentin Bohanna, but he'd been playing late in preseason games, which is never a good sign. Uh, Aaron, you mentioned it earlier today when we were talking Malik Davis Started the uh, preseason and in training camp, probably thought of as the likely backup. Uh, and then Dowdle did well. Deuce Vaughn did so well that Malik Davis ends up getting released. Um, another one that's kind of interesting, wide receiver Simi Fahoko. Yeah. And, and, um, 
And I, I, what I can't, what I don't know, there's another Fajoko on the team um, that was. And Aaron, you had that list the other day. He was a fourth round pick this year, pretty decent looking defensive tackle. I haven't seen whether he got – there was some thought he might get cut. But um, uh, I don't see anything just glaring other than I kind of thought Jabril Cox was going to be a nice player for the Cowboys. Maybe he's a candidate to be on the uh, on the practice squad. But, uh, uh, Drake, that's a – I mean, those are the names. I, I, think, I don't think any other things would grab anybody's attention. Josh Butler, decent defensive back that they've let go, but uh, this is the list of, of Cowboys that has just come down within the past. Um, oh, and, and by the way, right as we speak, uh, McCarthy's talking, so he's addressing all this. But, uh, Drake, any names Any names catch your eye? None more than you said. I Nothing of this. I, in the last three months, I've kept a good enough pulse on on the Cowboys' young guys that I I can't say that I was shocked. I mean, there, there were the few guys, right at the very beginning, you kind of circled Deuce Vaughn and said, all right, feel-good story. He's a shoe-in to make the roster, but if something bad goes, if something really bad happens in the in the preseason, uh, things don't pan out for him. I mean, there's always that chance with everybody. So uh, he's the one guy I was really rooting for outside of that. I don't think anybody shocked me. I, I was I was more perturbed or at least interested in the Trey Lance deal this week than anybody who was caught. There was no one that I thought, oh, no, the Cowboys got worse because X player is gone. All right. Now, this one is – is uh, and Calvin had this one earlier. Uh, Calvin will be on with us at 420. Pending a physical – it's about an hour ago. Cowboys were trading um, former second-round pick Kevin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph? Yeah, Kelvin Joseph to the Dolphins – for cornerback now, Aaron, help me out here. Gotcha. Uh, if you know, um, Noah. Do, do you know this guy? Yeah, Noah. I'll say it again. Noah Igbenogany. Okay, in Igbenogany, got it. Uh, cornerback from the the uh, Dolphins. This reported about an hour ago. Um, Aaron, is that name? You did a nice job on the last name, but does that? Does that ring a bell? Like, what what kind of uh, what kind of player is this in the league that the Cowboys are receiving? Or are these two kind of like Joseph's had all the chances he's going to get, and maybe this guy's had all the chances he was going to get with the Dolphins? I was reading the article on DallasCowboys.com about the trade, and yeah, that article said that they're basically mirror images of each other. It's mm. just that Igbenogany. Uh, has more experience and has made a few more plays, whereas I think Kelvin Joseph is more of a special teams contributor. Okay. Because he and is we, supposedly top-notch on special teams. That's one of the reasons why most people didn't think he would get cut. Yeah, this is uh, – this is you're, you're right. I mean, he was supposed to be kind of the ace. Now, Aaron, I'll answer my own question from earlier – John Stevens was placed, um, this was announced about 16 minutes ago, uh, the tight end, John Stretch Stevens, who we heard about from Jake Ferguson at uh, Cowboys camp when we were out there covering the Cowboys. Drake, you just missed a trip to the uh, Cowboys training camp. Would you have Uh, taken me? That's something that I wondered. I don't think the answer is yes. Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I would have had to have sold it. Uh, well, and that's the thing. Watching you over the last couple of weeks, I think I would have liked your chances. Uh, but you, you, you could have gotten us out there for sure. You would have saved me a lot of money. <laughs> oh wait, I'm not supposed to. Okay, now Stretch Stevens, this wide receiver, tied in for the Cowboys, is on the injured reserve. Josh Ball, offensive lineman, now on there. Uh, David Durden, a wide receiver, and then of course Demarvian Overshone, who's out for the year. He's on that list. The the names they they think they'll bring back. Uh, the offensive tackle, Chuma uh, Adoga, they think they'll bring him back. They released him, but they're going to bring him back. C.J. Goodwin the same way. That's been a long time special teams, strong special teams player. He was released. Aaron and Drake both, I, isn't that weird? They, they think they can release him and get him right back. Like, why wouldn't a team grab somebody like Goodwin? I mean, Am I wrong, Aaron? That hadn't Goodwin been some kind of tremendous special teams guy for them? Yeah, I think it was kind of the same. Um, I, I did read that they're planning on bringing him back to the practice squad. Yeah, along with I mean, bringing him. Sorry, not back, back to, practice to the squad, roster. Back yeah. to the roster, along with the deep snapper after they clear waivers. Correct. And the deep snapper and Drake is a guy who loves a good deep snapper. Trent Sig, S I E G. I used to know the they had the deep, deep snapper, uh, same deep snapper named L.P. Latticeur for like 14 years. <laughs> that made it easy. And Hellestray, Dale Hellestray before that. Uh, this is somebody I'm not real familiar with, Trent Sieg. And I don't plan to get real familiar <laughs> with him. Uh, also um, released was uh, Malik Jefferson. And uh, that was another nice player, former University of Texas player, and maybe they'll be able to bring him back. All right, more on all of this with Calvin Watkins, my old uh, morning news pal and longtime friend. He's gonna he's set to join us at 4:20 today, uh, and I just wanted to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, and uh, oh, by the way, our uh, in case, Aaron, we probably had people that just know our number and did it. Do I need to give the uh, Schmaltz's number and everything, or do you already have a number on uh, our our trivia question? No, we, uh, yeah, I don't we think had, I we, ever. We, oh, had, we had a winner. It's 1,000 acres. Okay. 1,000 acres. Clark Buffman is our winner. Way to go, Clark. Way to go, Clark. You play, you win. You can always text us on the CNC Collision Center text line. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. And Drake's question was, "How many acres is the Baylor campus?" And Drake knows all this because he he well he gave Waco tours, but he also knows a lot about Baylor and he learned all his history because he went to all the camps and the line camp and the the Hex Week, the Hex Tex Week. Do we still do that? Uh, I feel like they 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 kind of uh, held back on that because they didn't think that looked nice or something. Yeah, I don't, do we I don't still know do who that? you're talking about. Okay, we used to have it was uh, Hex Tex Week, and on Texas Week we would kind of everybody would gather together, light some candles, and put like a spell on the Longhorns, and that was some kind of thing. That was like a tradition. Hex Tex Week. I don't know when that went away. Oh, Drake, one other thing: Have you gone to see? Because I, you and I were both right down the road from them today, and we should have gone to see them. 
Have you seen the new Bear Cubs? I have. I've watched them play and frolic in their little pond water thing they have. Very nice. You went over there. Did you go to the official little party, or did you just kind of run by on your own? I'm not a big party guy. I graduated college. That's behind me. That's in the past. So I just I walked by one day. I was on the way to uh, speak to a class of interns at Baylor and saw the the cub cubs in enclosure. Yeah. In, in uh, said hello. Very very nice. Two very nice bears. Aaron, are you buying that Drake's not going to stop by like an ATO or a PiFi or Kappa, maybe the Tridelts or uh, like some? I mean, I I changed feel man, like Matt. Changed one man. Of the, one of the reasons he was so eager to return to us and remain in Waco was he he needs to be close to some of that atmosphere over there. So we'll uh, we'll keep our eye on that. I'm not sure you should close the door on some of those fun parties. All right, and even go check on the Figams. You put out some misinformation earlier. Figams flourishing and on their way back to ruling I, the are campus. Are you sure they're on like campus, they, Matt? Are you I sure they're back? They are. We had, like, the alumni dinner, and they were oh. all there. Like, I met these guys. Great guys. Mm-hmm. Great guys. And this was uh, – Did you see their yeah, sing act? They were so we'll close to pigskin. Well, good. Good. Well, obviously, they're on campus if they were dancing in – Oh, yeah. Sing. No, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Did the ATOs make sing? They won sing. I mean, make pigskin. They won sing, so, yes. What What was the big, what was the theme? Uh, day at the Derby, horses and jockeys and, you know, suits and dresses and whatnot. Debauchery. That used to be, that used to be a big Sigma Chi party. It was called Derby Days. And the Sigma Chi's had dates and all that. And uh, do the Sigma Chi's still reside on campus? Uh, yeah, they do. They're still around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're trying not. You're trying not to make some crack. I understand. I understand what you're up to there. Okay. It is time for the NFL Blitz. Lots of cuts. Lots of names you will know. It is cut down day in the in the NFL. And uh, we'll uh, look over some of this in NFL Blitz. The Baylor Coaches Show, Wednesdays at 7 this fall, here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Join us Wednesday and hear from Baylor volleyball coach Ryan McGuire and head football coach Dave Aranda. That's Wednesday from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show, live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco, returns August 30th, here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. 
Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So, doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Witt Building Supplies, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations. Same great quality, same great prices, two great locations. They offer a comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, we ensure you'll have everything you need. Commitment to quality and customer satisfaction. We strive to exceed your expectations. Visit our new and second location in Marlin, Texas, just down the road from higher prices. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Elevate your career with a new job at Time Manufacturing Company. First, second, and third shifts are available. CNC machinists start at $21 an hour. Welders start at $22 an hour. And second and third shift differential is an additional $250 an hour. Time Manufacturing is a leading global manufacturer of vehicle-mounted aerial lifts, digger derricks, bucket trucks, and bridge inspection equipment. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. 
Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll. You know him. You've heard him. You enjoy his podcast, his late-night podcasting. Aaron Sexton, you've been hearing him for years on a variety of shows, but mainly this one. And uh, it is time to let Aaron take it over on the uh, NFL Blitz because we have lots going on in the NFL, including uh, even in the past 20, 25 minutes, a lot of things happening with this Cowboys roster. It is cut down day in the NFL, and the Cowboys have finalized Almost their roster. They made 32 cuts today among the notables. Linebacker Jabril Cox was cut. Running back Malik Davis, who a lot of people thought would be, before training camp, would be the primary backup for the Cowboys at running back. Wide receiver Semi Fahoko and defensive tackle Quentin Bohanna are some of the more known names. Also, Will Will Greer was uh, released today, not a big surprise as far as the Cowboys yeah. cuts. The Cowboys also made a trade today. They trade former uh, 2021 second round pick Kelvin Joseph. They sent him to Miami for the Dolphins cornerback, who is the almost the exact same height and weight as Joseph Noah Igbenogany. He is the he was the Dolphins' first-round pick in 2021. Like I said, they're very similar players. Igbenogany has played more, though, and has more starts than Kelvin Joseph. Yeah, I mean, Drake, this is just – Kelvin Joseph, tough story. Uh, in fact, Dave Aranda once coached him. I reached out to Dave when the Cowboys drafted him. Started out at LSU, finished up at Kentucky, had some maturity issues in school and then was part of a drive-by shooting that resulted in a death um, and uh, was, uh, I don't, you know, no charges filed against him, but just a really uh, tragic situation. He was in the car where the shooter was. So bad, bad deal. And quite honestly, I don't know if that played a role uh, in, in them not being able to move forward with him. I mean, they like some of the things he – and obviously maybe the Dolphins were intrigued by him, but they'll move on. I like this uh, – Drake, I like this Wanye Thomas yeah. story. Uh, he's been through a lot. Um, I mean, just really some home life things, some amazing th- adversity that he had to face. He goes to Georgia uh, Tech – and a uh, pretty good player there. And and just really all preseason, just played great. And 6'3", 217 pounds. And Wanye Thomas makes the team. And I think that's a really nice story. Yeah, it is. And, and on the Kelvin Joseph deal, I mean, you're right. Tough story. He tweeted out this weekend at reporters saying, nice articles, I ain't giving up after many predicted that he wouldn't make the 53-man roster, and I guess he didn't. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. Second-round draft pick. You hate to see it pan out like that, but not not good. Not good, and I hate it for the guy. Yeah, uh, so there you go as the uh, Cowboys, and as Aaron mentioned, Jabril Cox, you know, had kind of been a nice fourth-round pick for them last year. Thought they might be able to get something out of him. Some of these players will be brought back on the practice squad. And so 
no big surprises. I Simi Fajoko, who Aaron was talking about, the wide receiver, had a great chance. Um, he, you know, he he would he would have been. I mean, if he had just performed in the preseason and in training camp, he could have done it. But he was up and down, and he has ended up being cut by the Dallas Cowboys. And that rookie Jalen Brooks, and of course Jalen Hardy, they both make the team. And then Turpin. Uh, makes it, of course, Deuce Vaughn on the team. Aaron, I would say the only uh, – that fullback, that's an interesting keep. Because, I mean, and I guess maybe he can also line up, play a little tight end if you need him to. But you just don't. The fullback generally isn't that big of a player anymore in the NFL. And he made the Cowboys, at least for now. And I find that to be uh, – I find that to be very, very uh, interesting as we look at this uh, – Cowboys roster cuts tracker. Aaron, uh, no, I think the only weird thing is they don't really have a backup center, do they? Um, The uh, long snapper Trent Sieg, who was released, and the offensive lineman Chuma Adoga, uh, they were released as a procedural move, and they will be re-signed prior to the week one matchup against the Giants. But I, I don't know who's supposed to be the backup center. Zach Martin, like I don't, I don't really see. It's not Josh Ball. I mean, and, and, and he hurt right now. I mean, like I, that that's interesting. I, I think the biggest question on this team right now may be that offensive line, Aaron. Yeah, I don't know who the backup center would be either. Yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of looking through there. I I think it would have to be the emergency center after Biotish would be Zach Martin. And, of course, then you'd have to replace him. But, uh, yeah, very – because you're bringing Adoga back, but he plays tackle. Uh, So, anyway, there's your your O-line. There's nobody I see that they could bring back. Most of the guys they cut were offensive tackles. They cut one guard, Matt Forniak. He would have – he could have been a potential backup center. He gone. Um, and then they cut center Brock Hoffman, which it could have been another pot. Alex. Oh, the one Aaron that was interesting to me. I know our people love some good backup center talk, but Alec Lindstrom, I thought that could have been a possibility. He was cut along with many others. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? The Cowboys also brought cornerback Jordan Lewis off the pup list. So they looks like they think he will be ready for the start of the season. Lewis, 27, suffered a major foot injury against the Lions last year on an interception that was labeled as a Liz Frank injury and put him on the injured reserve for the rest of last season. He began training camp on the pup, but it looks like he'll be ready for the start of the regular season, and that adds to the Cowboys' already very, very good secondary. You know... They had to look at his foot. I, I, I read something, and Aaron, you may have seen the same thing. Drake, you probably saw this. What they had to do to it, like it was at the wrong angle. And so it. I, I think Liz Frank is now something that encompasses a lot of different kind of surgeries and different things that has to happen to your foot. That What he had to have done was extensive. And they basically had to take the midline part of his foot and, and kind of resurface it and get it even again. His foot was at kind of the wrong angle, 
And um, I would say to play cornerback in the NFL, that's not great. So I would, I would, I, I, I'm glad he's back. At least he's going to be eligible before the fifth week by this move. But I don't anticipate him being ready to go in the first couple of games, maybe the first three games. But they're kind of leaving the door open for him to come back before that uh, fifth week of the season. The Indianapolis Colts did not find what they felt was a fair value offer for running back Jonathan Taylor, and they won't be trading the all-pro running back. League sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter today. With no trade materializing, Taylor will remain on the pup list, making him ineligible to play in at least the first four games of the season. He'll miss games against Jacksonville, Houston, Baltimore, and the Rams. The Colts' next opportunity to deal Taylor could be before the October 31st trade deadline. The gift that keeps on giving. Worst case Jonathan, scenario for everyone involved. Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> Aaron, how many times was he like left camp or just kind of gone on some little different journeys? And You know, they're always, who's coaching there now? I always like to play that game. Now, remind me who's coaching. And, oh, that's Eberflus, isn't it? Is that the Indianapolis? No, 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 no. Is that Indianapolis? Where's Everflus? No, no, no. Where is Where's Reich now? Where's Frank Reich coaching? Anyway. Everflus is the head coach of the Bears. Okay, because we were talking about him the other day. Former Cowboys assistant, Matt Everflus, coaching uh, the Chicago Bears. Reich is Who in Reich Carolina. Is Carolina. Oh, boy. Who Reich is the is Colts Carolina. coach? Who's the coach? Who's the coach for the Colts? Did we know this? <laughs> We're only a sports show. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. This is the Steichen. time of year. Shane Steichen. Get, yeah, Steichen, the former of. coordinator for the Eagles. All right, he has Shane Steichen has ended up with the Colts. That's what happens when you go to the Super Bowl. All your coordinators get hired as head coaches, except for poor Eric Bieniemy. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times he goes. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding, to, that guy. To the Super Bowl, they're like, "Well, sorry, we're not going to hire right. you." At least it's he's like got to change the scenery now. Good for him. With the, yeah, but when your <laughs> when your change of scenery is the Commanders, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. not good. <laughs> hey, he's got oh, Sam Howell quarterback. He's set. Not not yeah. that much of a drop off from home. <laughs> and Jacoby Brissett, if not him, right? That's exactly right. They're loaded in the quarterback. Where's the who's the worst quarterback room in the league at this point? Oh, it's the Cardinals by far now that they got yeah. rid of Colt McCoy. Although there's somebody named Dorian that I kind of like that that played at uh, UCLA. UCLA yeah. Is he there? Is he with them? He's somewhere. <laughs> I know he's still in the. I know he's, he's in the league. But. He's around, but I'm just trying to think. Dobbs gets traded the other day from the Browns to the Cardinals. Okay, and now here, Drake. Let me play a little more trivia. Yeah, coach of the Cardinals now. Oh, Matt, I think you've stumped me. <laughs> Do you know? The, Yes. Okay. Yes. I I give up. Aaron, if he gets this at any point it, today, no, Google no, it. don't Google it. Uh, we will give him two free sandwiches to hey, 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 Thanks, guys. Oh, that is. By the way, that is what people get. Uh, uh, you know, Drake, they get when they get the trivia question, which uh, our buddy got earlier. Two free sandwiches 
to Schmaltz's. Yeah, one of the great sandwich shops in all of Central Texas and really all of Texas, uh, period. And, uh, you know, I had to, I asked myself the other day, who's the coach of the Vikings, for instance? Like, so, there's a Stefanski out there somewhere, but I think he's Browns. Yep. Vikings has somebody I like, uh, but his name is real young coach, and he's like an old McVeigh guy. Kevin somebody. Kevin, the coach. <laughs> this is this is one of my favorite games this time of year. <laughs> Name the coach of, of certain teams because yeah. they all change, yep. and they hire all these young dudes, and then they uh, – and then you you go with it. Okay, we do have a very important segment coming up. Thank you, Aaron. Enjoyed uh, our NFL blitz package as we went around the NFL looking at all the players and then all the new coaches, that kind of thing. But we need to do something here. I want a discussion, Drake, on hot seat. I want Big 12 hot seat. Who's safe right now? Who's the safest? And who's the hottest in terms of whose job is the most on the line as we get ready to start this Big 12 season? I'm talking all 14 teams that are playing this year. It's Hot Seat Talk. It's next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the 
corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. You'll find gifts for the whole family, jewelry, candles, home decor, and wind chimes at China Spring Country Store. They're also an official Purina dealer, featuring bagged and bulk animal feed for all of your farm animals and pets. China Spring Country Store is also the place to find deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders, outdoor furniture, plus farm and ranch supplies, including gates, panels, and fencing. Go buy and say hello to Taylor, Melissa, and the gang at China Spring Country Store, 9030 China Spring Highway, and at ChinaSpringCountryStore.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Hillman nuts and bolts, or primer and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, and we've got major guests coming up at 420, Calvin Watkins. Dallas Morning News, and um, we've we got a discussion, though, to have Big 12-wise, and um, and I this is I think this is going to be interesting to, uh, to see where these coaches come down on this um, because I, I want to look at hot seats in the Big 12. And our new coaches that are joining us this year, now, again, this is going to be uh, we'll do three categories, guys. We'll go, and our our folks can play along on the CNC Collision Center text line. You can put these Big 12 coaches in blazing hot seat like they really do. They could definitely get fired after this season. Tepid is kind of in the middle. It could Things could heat up a little bit if things go sideways. Frigid means they're fine. There's really almost nothing that could happen to uh, to get them fired and and, I, and we're going to include Venables and Sark as we say goodbye to them and then BYU, Houston, Cincinnati and UCF will welcome them in with some hot seat talk. Um and then as I'm uh, talking here, our we're we're furiously assigning all of our people. Um 
I'll tell you what. Let's start out with our list, uh, and I'll give you mine uh, first, guys, and I want to come around. Frigid. Uh, uh, actually, uh, Drake, I'll start with you. This is the frigid seats. Uh, coaches in the Big 12 that there's almost nothing they could do this season to put them in the hot seat, the moderate seat, that they are safer than safe can get. All right, um, Drake, start us off with your guy, your coaches you would put in the frigid category. Joey McGuire will not be fired no matter what this season. Sonny Dykes just played for a national championship. He is fine. Lance Leipold could go 0-12 at Kansas and still have a lifetime contract. Matt Campbell <laughs> could murder a family and still be the head coach at Iowa State. Okay, Chris Kleiman won a Big 12 championship. He is fine. Um, and that's it. I think that's about it. Okay. Very some violence uh, talked about there. Um, Aaron, do you any disagreements there? Are you with him? Was there anybody that he said on his frigid list that you either had in tepid or that you've assigned to more of the blazing hot seat of folks that uh, of folks that uh, Drake just mentioned? I would put Aranda and Gundy on the frigid seat. They're not going anywhere, even if they have terrible seasons. Okay, you've got them frigid. I've got, I've got Malzahn, frigid. Yeah. I've got Satterfield because he just got there. Uh, Joey, Lance, Sonny, uh, and um, and Chris. Okay, um, I'm going to share with you guys my. Uh, oh, and I'll say this: this is where it gets a little interesting. I think because of this whole gambling thing. And the weirdness, I, I've gone, I was almost ready to put Matt Campbell in the blazing category, but I'm not. I'm going to put him tepid. I think the Iowa State, I think, I think the love and the love affair and everything is starting to fade. So I am moving Matt Campbell to my tepid list. I've got Gundy on the tepid list. The reason I have Dave Aranda on the tepid list is because if if things went, and I don't expect this to, to happen, but if things went south, he could certainly end up on kind of a tepid. I don't think he gets fired, but certainly could end up tepid. And so I've got him starting the, Aranda, the year right? on the tepid list. Yes, Dave Aranda. I've got I've got Brent Venables, Gundy, Aranda, Sark, and I've even got our man Sataki. Kalani Satake on the uh, tepid list. I like the Satake pick there. Let, let's break down Aranda a bit because somebody is yeah. screaming or throwing something at their car's dash, and, and I get it. I get where that frustration would come from because you say that Dave went twelve. Has the, he has the best season in Baylor history, twelve and two, a Sugar Bowl win, a Big Twelve championship. He also went two and seven. He also went six and seven and lost to Air Force at TCU Stadium. So. Of three seasons, of the three years of sample size we've gotten, two of them have been under 500. One of them is the greatest season in program history. So I don't think you can lock him in as as a guy who's who's a lock as the head coach because, again, when you say frigid, you say they could do whatever well, they want. If, if you're talking about a hot seat, what circumstances are there where Dave Aranda oh, would be Baylor, fired? If Baylor goes, there are none. There's not fire. That's not. But but mm. hot seat. The seat getting hot. If Dave, Baylor the, goes, it's it's the seat getting hot for them to be fired, not. What do you so then? Well, what, what do you mean? Uh, a coach on the hot seat different. means it's a, yeah. means they're going to be. I take it to mean if your coach on the hot seat, there's a good 
better than good chance that he's going to be fired. I don't know, about, but he's on the, what is it? What was the word we used? Tepid. Like, he's, tepid. Aaron, he's on the tepid he's just kind of on the moderate. We got him on kind of the, it's not hot at if they all. Go, if I'm they go saying, four and eight this season, that seat is burning up because now he's absolutely. got three losing seasons, which and it's certainly burning up given the context. Eight home games, I, Baylor should go eight and four at the very minimum. Yeah, four, four and eight may not get him fired. Five and, uh, you know, I, I now I don't know if two and ten and gets. I'm with Aaron here. I don't know if two and ten gets him fired, but two and ten, two and ten would probably do the job. I don't know. I, mean, I don't I'm think afraid, so. I don't, I don't know if he gets fired. I don't outright. think that'll happen in, in a million years. I don't either. But. I don't either. But I'm saying it, uh, I think that would be it, and, and I think he would even understand that. If Dave's listening right now, I think I don't know. I think two and Who ten, would, I, Dave it, might be like, "Hey, you probably need to make a change here." Um, I don't see any scenario right. like that. But uh, uh, to your point, that was a great season, and some of the things he did, coaching wise, were were unbelievable. But those were rules players. I mean, those weren't guys he brought or recruited. Now, he put Petrie. One of them I mean, a Bryles player, by the way. Correct. Petrie, well, Petrie had committed and was like the one guy who held on, right, before correct. when rules right, showed right. up. Yeah. So, Petrie ended up being unbelievable. And Dave had a, a big role in that. But, I mean, that that was – those were rules players. I mean, that's worth – I think that's very fair – and worth pointing out. Now, um, let me look at the uh, – because I'm really enjoying this, but we need to kind of watch here. Blazing. I mean, I think we all would agree that the guy at West Virginia, who for some reason there's an old golfer uh, that I always I always mix him up with, but Neil Brown is that man's name. To this day, I mean – now, Drake, you do the Big 12 Locked On podcast, and those people are passionate. But even the West Virginia people are like, they they know they start this season with no shot. Like some people have them fourteenth. Matt, here's they, what I don't get: the West Virginia fans. So I predicted them at one and eleven this year. I think their ceiling is four and eight, <laughs> three and nine. They're a really really bad foot. They were terrible last year. They lost sixty percent of their production from an awful team. Every wide receiver's gone. Almost all the offensive coaches are gone. Neil Brown is gone. Somebody texted me today. It's, it's a genius take. Neil Brown's seat is not hot. He is so fired that there is no seat. He is just a dead man walking. They just can't fire him because of the buy. You know what he said, Matt? You know what he said at Big 12 Media Days? What's you know, that? Some coaches get to the podium and say, our goal is a Big 12 championship. Neil yeah. Brown said, and I quote, I promise you we won't finish last. That was his <laughs> big cry to the media. Who says that if they have any semblance of a job remaining? I promise well, we won't if, finish last. If you say that and then you go win six games, everybody will be celebrating. It'll be like one of the biggest stories. Um, but, yeah, Neil Brown just hadn't worked, right? He was at Troy, did some really good things there. I think a lot of people liked him. And I, I, I guess he was supposed to be a pretty good, what, offensive mind? And it just kind of nothing really has. They've been through quarterbacks. I mean, wasn't their quarterback from last year at Rice now? JT Daniels has been to like seven schools, and I think he's finishing up at Rice. He's mainly interested in getting his degree. I think he wants a graduate degree that says Rice, but he's also going to yeah. play quarterback for the Owls. Um, I So I had Matt Campbell on my tepid list. Now let me run through the tepid list real quick. I've got Gundy tepid just because I think I think that fan base, if they had a really bad season – 
and I know he's had a great record over a long period of time. I think there's a little bit of apathy that that sets in at times with that fan base, and they're they would not they would be excited about a change at this point, even as great a, a career as he's had. One reason is he never has he can't beat OU, never does, and now he's going to lose the chance to because Bedlam's going away. If Venables, what if Oklahoma's horrible again? Well, that's why were, he's on bad. my tepid. Yeah. They were bad last year. That's what I'm saying. I, what he's on my tepid list. Could Brent Venables get himself fired with a with another six win season or whatever they had? Uh fired? No. They 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 want him to take them into the SEC at six and really? six. Yeah, they hold on to him at six and six because he's the hometown kid. It's like a Scott Frost at Nebraska. You buy yourself a little time with connections. Uh, but but he's not going to have a ton of time. Yeah, this but he's not bad. home. He's a Kansas State guy. He's not hometown, but he is, to your point, uh, he did spend a lot of time yeah, in Soonerland. Yeah. I'll give you that. But he is not a hometown kid. Aaron, Brent Venable, 6-6. Six and six. Is he still there? 6-6, six and six, he gets another year. But if they have a losing record, I think there's a really good chance he'd get five fired. 5-7, he's yeah, canned. 4-8, yeah. and 5-7, and seven, I think that they would be like, this isn't the guy. <laughs> yeah. But 6-6, six and six, I think he would survive. Did They'd, you – Matt, they had a top 25 offense last year in the nation and a, uh, a defense outside the top 40. They hired Brent Venables just to finish with a defense outside the top 40. I mean, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got Sark. If, he, if he's 6-6 six and six or 7-5, and five, he's ba- big time on the hot seat, and they're wanting to fire him. They're wanting to run him out of town. Sataki's kind of like, I, I just think they're kind of like, yeah, we, he, we love him, he's a good guy. But but you know he could really struggle in this conference, so we'll see where it goes. We gotta we gotta get to our guest. We have a big time Cowboys guest, and he's getting ready to have open locker room out there. So let's go talk to Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News about Cowboys Cut Down Day. That is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at centexsportsfan.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boy's Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. 
Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at CentexSportsFan.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Brazos Valley Golf and Battery is a locally owned and operated sales specialist in Robinson, Texas. They carry new and refurbished automotive, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery checked? Visit Tommy and he'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts as well. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google. Brazos Golf and Battery. Quicker games, more action. Baseball looks different in 2023. So do the Texas Rangers. Summer is fun again in Arlington. Make your plans to catch a game or two this season at Globe Life Field. More teams than ever are coming to face the Rangers. Great matchups, lively crowds, and climate-controlled comfort await you at the ballpark, along with fun giveaways and City Connect Fridays. Grab your tickets at rangers.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, joining us, my longtime buddy and colleague. Calvin, busy times out there. McCarthy was talking, open locker room, cut down day. Thank you for stepping out of the room there to, uh, to be with us. I, uh, I appreciate it. How is your cut down day uh, going, Calvin? I was going good. I wasn't cut, so I, I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> Kel- <laughs> I, I'm so employed. Kel- <laughs> I know. Yeah, you on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, in our profession, that is a great thing to uh, to stay employed, <laughs> and you've managed to do that for quite a few years now uh, because you do such a good job. Let me add that. Now, uh, Kelvin right. Joseph. Um, the uh, you know that's an interesting deal because I you know I'm trying to dig in on Noah let's call him the cornerback from Miami and mm-hmm. kind of see what he brings but boy Kelvin's one of those stories they thought he'd maybe turn some corners at times thought he could be a special teams type ace and they never could quite get him there um, what do you what are you hearing about this Miami player and what do you think they, I mean do you think Miami's kind of intrigued maybe they can unlock something with Joseph that the Cowboys weren't able to to get out of him? I think the main thing for Joseph, uh, based on what Mike McCarthy said, is 
when they moved him in fly, inside to the playing basically playing slot corner, that uh, opened the door for other teams to kind of look at him a little differently. And Joseph was was played pretty physical during that practices and obviously in the preseason. So those opportunities kind of helped him uh, move into the slot. The other thing is with Noah, Noah is a guy that he's mainly outside the corner. He's a pretty good kick returner. Mike likes his speed. So one of the main things he has to do is just maybe play some special teams and that kind of thing. So uh, this is like a win-win situation for both of these guys. Uh, Joseph obviously improved his game on special teams. But on the other side of this, uh, Noah is a guy who didn't play as much with Miami, so hopefully he'll get some time here uh, with the Cowboys. All right, and this uh, backup center, you know, I like to concern myself with that O-line. Um, that's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, who's the emergency center now? Is it Zach Martin? What will they do? Will they be looking out there at the waiver wire? Um, what do you what'd you kind of think about what they did with the O-line and, and how it will kind of shape up moving forward. Is that one of the biggest concerns, do you think, for this team with the, just the depth along that offensive line? Uh, they don't have a backup center right now, but they're going to make some roster gymnastics. Brock Hoffman, Matt Farniak, those are two guys who they mm-hmm. released. Those two guys most likely, one of those two guys, if not both, will probably come back. They'll get them on the 53, and there's your backup center. But right now, they had to do a lot of different things on the roster. Uh, as you saw, they got 10 defensive linemen. That in itself uh, creates a, a log jam at some spots. They went a little heavier. They have four running backs there. They got three quarterbacks. So there's going to be a position or two or a player or two that's going to be left off the, uh, the initial 53 but will be brought back at some point. Calvin, looking at – Malik Davis. We had a conversation a couple months ago that that he was vying for the number two spot at running back, and now he's no longer with the organization. What went wrong for him this offseason? I don't think anything went wrong for Malik Davis. I just think it's sports. Um, That's why you have four weeks of training camp and three preseason games. you got to let it play itself out. Um, You know, Rico Dow was somebody they liked. Uh, I like Malik Davis, uh, honestly, but I think Rico had a really strong game in the second preseason game in Seattle. That kind of cemented his role. Uh, Deuce Vaughn wasn't going anywhere. Um, He's he's more than a gadget guy based on what the the Cowboys coaches are saying. And, you know, Malik just got caught up in the numbers game. Over the last couple of weeks, Mike McCarthy said uh, Hunter Lemke, he was getting better each and every practice. And he had a really strong game against the uh, Las Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, at AT&T, and so that helped them a little bit as well. So I don't think it was about did Malik do anything wrong. I just think, you know, it was just some guys were just better than him over the course of training camp and, and practices. And, and I was told they wanted to bring Malik back and put him on the practice squad, and that's a good thing. And plus, and his other thing, Hunter Lipke, he's more of a fullback, so there could be some situations where you use him in short yardage situations. Everyone's worried about Tony Pollard in short yardage situations, but now you got a fullback there to help him get across the line. Cowboys love a good fullback, don't they, Calvin? I mean, if you can they get him a, a fullback. It goes back to Moose, and they've just kind of kept it rolling no matter what the rest of the league is doing. What do you think? You called it in your story a daring move uh, by the Cowboys, I find, you know, this Trey Lansing fascinates me. 
Um, what, what was your initial thought on it? And, and, and what have you kind of thought about it as you've kind of talked to people about him, learned a little bit more about him? How do you think the fit's going to be? And, and what do you think about the move? Do you think it was a pretty smart move uh, by Jerry and the Cowboys? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you get a, a player. Uh, now, you could say that San Francisco, you know, gave up too much draft capital, three first-round picks to Miami to move up to the third pick overall in 2021 to select them. And a lot of people have said that, you know, uh, the 49ers screwed that up. But they also say Trey Lance is a very talented player. He's a guy that's got tremendous upside. He just hasn't played a lot because he was hurt. You know, everyone forgets that he was the week one starter going into the Chicago game last year for the 49ers. And, yeah, they lost that game. And then the next week he started against, uh, I think it was, uh, it was Seattle, as a matter of fact, in the home opener, and he got hurt on a run play. And after that, he just could never get the starting job back. So uh, he probably needs a fresh start. You know, I I was surprised at the trade, and my initial reaction was it's a statement to Dak Prescott that you need to get your act together, you know. And I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. It's more about you got to take us to the next level. You got two years left in your contract. You got a high cap number next year, Matt. As you know, the salary cap – plays a role in these things. His cap number is like $59 million next year. That number's got to go down. So you will extend him in some way, whether it's by a year or two. And at that point, you, you're looking at Trey Lance and you're saying, okay, Dak's going to be here at least three, maybe four more years. Where will you be in three more years? And the question, and, and the answer is, if he is progressing, he might be the new QB1 in about three years, maybe two. Calvin, on that, I mean, you, you've already got Cooper Rush who's sitting there. Is this a deal where Trey Lance is your de facto go-to at at the number two behind Dak? Because last year, Cooper Rush obviously won so many games. How do you balance this out? Because R- Rush still exists. He's still there. There's nothing to balance out. I mean, Trey Lance just got here. So, you know, Cooper Rush is the number two quarterback, and that's not changing anytime soon. Um, with the new NFL rules where you could have a third quarterback that's where Trey Lance comes in, and he's your third quarterback. Now, here's where you find out if Trey Lance is progressing. If, say, we're in late November, say the Thanksgiving Day game, and Trey Lance is now your backup quarterback, you know that there's going to be some change in that quarterback room in 2024. So but that's something we're not going to see immediately. That's something that's going to probably happen as the season progresses. All right, and who was the player, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, that you were kind of most pleased, Wanye, Thomas. I mean, there's some fun guys that, that made this roster that have some incredible backgrounds and stories. Was there a, a player or two that you really uh, had been tracking and you were really pleased? There's always somebody we kind of like that we're like, oh, man, I'm glad he made it. I'm glad he, I'm glad he got through and made it. Is there anybody kind of like that for you? Yeah, it, it's Rico Dow. Um Rico was a guy I was watching a little bit, and because Malik Davis was, as you guys said, he he was he was progressing, and you know, it like Malik was moving up the charts a little bit, and then we get to Seattle, and Rico Dow showed out, and I, and I, I was at that game, and I wrote Rico Dow is your number two running back, you know, Deuce is your number three, and then they'll keep three running backs, but then all of a sudden, uh, Hunter Lucky kind of emerged, and and he's he's the fourth running back, so. Uh, I was really I was intrigued by Rico Dow. Uh, he hasn't really played because he's been injured, hip, ankle, 
various different things. So now it seems as if he will get some carries in the regular season game. So I feel good about that for him. Calvin, defensively, does it feel like there's now an emphasis on the D-line with the amount of guys that are still around and less so on linebacker? Yeah, they went kind of light at linebacker, and that's probably probably because they got some safeties that are interchangeable. You know, uh, now obviously they lost uh, our boy Overshawn to the, the twin ACL, but they like Devin Harper. Um, he's a guy that, that they could say, hey, you could play safety and linebacker and that kind of thing. There's a safety, Marquise Bell. That kid emerged last year as an undrafted guy. He can emerge as, emerge as a linebacker. But they went pretty heavy on the D-line, and I was surprised, and I asked McCarthy about that today. And Mike McCarthy was like, yeah, there's just too much talent to let go. So you got 10 D linemen there. They got rid of Quentin Bohanna, who was a draft pick a couple of years ago. But, you know, you're going to rotate those guys anyway along the D line. And it wouldn't surprise me that Mozzie Smith, you know, his slow development there as a first round pick kind of forced the Cowboys to say, you know what, we got to go heavy here because he might not play a whole lot until later in the year. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit troubling, isn't it, Calvin? That Mozzie's taking some time, and maybe they're not, you know, uh, that worried about it. But it's just hard because they expect when you take a player there to plug and play, and they absolutely wanted him to be the starter and all of that. And he's just not quite there. I mean, the people you talk to, what is the? Is he just? Is it still? Does he feel kind of developmental? Like you, they think it's going to come, but for whatever reason, he's just not there quite yet. Yeah, he's just not there, um, which is kind of surprising because you know when they draft, Matt, you've been here. When they draft guys, they pump them up like the, they're the next Dick Buckus or the next Jack Tatum or the, you know, the <laughs> next Aaron Donald, and then you get them on the field and you go, "This dude can't play." What, what were they thinking? But Mozzie Smith is a guy they say is a big, strong man. And then I see him in person, I'm going, okay, he's, just, he's a big guy, but he's not, you know, he's not Mount Rushmore. You know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> the biggest thing for him is just, is just adapting to the speed of the game. He's getting off the ball late. And, and, and it's not his fault, but he gets doubled a lot. He's in a position where he's going to face centers and guards, and they're going to beat his butt up all the time. And that's what they're talking about. He's got the strength to handle that, but if he can keep two offensive linemen off him, as you know, Matt, so these linebackers can make some plays, then it's all good. But for right now, uh, it's a slow development for him, and it's kind of surprising. Calvin, the conversation's died down a lot, but it's something I've watched for the last three, four months. That's the kicker position. Now, Brandon Aubrey, 59-yard field goal. He's obviously got the leg. Is that it? Are the Cowboys done? Boom, there's a kicker. Yeah, Brandon Aubrey uh, – local kid here in Dallas, you know, he came out of nowhere in a sense, and the Cowboys gambled, and he has delivered. Uh, they had two guys in, in camp, uh, Vizcaino and Aubrey, and Aubrey beat him out fair and square. The thing that you always see with Aubrey is he's got a strong leg. In that last preseason game, uh, you really saw it. He kicked a long field goal, and that, that's, the, that's the key for him. As long as he can handle – the, the mental part of this game, and there's going to be a lot of mental things, especially in week one when you're going up into New York. Can he handle that? That's the only issue with him. Outside of that, he's got all the physical tool, tools to possibly be there, the full-time kicker. And, and here's, the, here's the bottom line. They got no choice because he's yeah. here. He ain't going anywhere. You know, you made me think of, like, the most massive players uh, I've ever seen in, as far as, like, impressive or whatever. Uh, Leonard Davis – 
University of Texas. That was that. That's a guy you look at and go, he's going to move everybody. You know, if he just and you know he ended up being really good for the Cowboys. He, he was, uh, but there's just certain people you see, and uh, you remember when he came over from the Cardinals, Calvin. I mean, that was someone you looked at and you're like, he uh, Flozell Adams was like that. Just, just you looked at him and just like, there's no way anybody could ever get around this person. And Leonard and Flozell were like that. And what you're telling me, Mozzie, when you kind of see him in street clothes, isn't striking you, is that guy. No, he, he's not. Uh, like even if you look at uh, Tyron Smith and, and Zach Martin, he's a massive human being. And uh, Mozzie's a little shorter than them. And I do believe at some point his, his strength will, will show up on the practice field, will show up on games. And that kind of thing. But right now, he's a, he's a young guy. He's going up against grown men. He played in the Big Ten. And, you know, and you would think, hey, you played in the Big Ten, you played against some big boys. Yeah, you did. Now you're playing against grown men who lift weights six, six days a week. So we'll figure it out and yeah. find out how about his development as the season progresses. Okay. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to the open locker room this afternoon. Can't, can't get out there. So just um, let me know what happens, Calvin. I uh, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you, Matt. Always a pleasure. And I, uh, by the way, I thought about us uh, recently when you you said something about playing golf with your son. I had flashbacks to a round out there in Arizona. <laughs> I think I lost 50 balls that day. <laughs> Most, we weren't really wanting to get into that cactus to get those balls, but my yeah, goodness. Cactus, I was a little frustrated. I had to get my title. Yeah, you know, I, had to get a, yeah I, I bet. I was in that, under that, that cactus there. Yeah, <laughs> we we uh, that was that dry heat out there, about one hundred and fifteen, and we were out there in the middle of it, just playing some golf for uh, I think Mavs playoffs that was. But That's uh, right, Mavs playoffs, yeah. long time good, ago. But we got we got to play. I'm a lot better now. Only, Ooh, I think I only lose like five to ten balls a time. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll get out there for sure. Thank you, Calvin. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Matt. Take care, guys. Okay, there he goes, Calvin Watkins, Dallas morning news and that's where we both came up together many many years ago beginning circa i don't know 2000 or something like that uh where we were both at the morning news together and so good to catch up with him now on the beat back on the cowboys beat for the dallas morning news now drake uh and aaron here we go it is time for some campus confidential as we dig in, we find out what's the latest on the ACC. Do we have the three teams in? Are the Mustangs, are they going to be in the ACC? Will Notre Dame, will they pave the way for these three wonderful academic institutions? That's all next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily, and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. 
Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield savings account with EECU. It has a rate of 4.5% APY with no minimum balance and no monthly fees. (laughs) 4.5%? That is big. Yep. We've done our banking with EECU for years, and we added a high-yield savings account just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash 450-SAVE and open your account in under five minutes. Wow. Uh, What'd you call them? (laughs) EECU? Yeah, that's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 4.5% APY. Plus, you can take your money out anytime you need it. Thanks for the tip. Uh, You don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. Membership requirements and terms and conditions apply. Visit eecu.org slash 450-SAVE or call 800-333-9934 for details. Boy, is it hot outside. Did you know that you can tell the temperature by counting a cricket's chirps? Did you know that heat waves can actually make train tracks bend? Or that a 2003 heat wave turned grapes to raisins while still on the vine? Hi there, it's the Foundation Doctor again. During this season of extreme heat, the soil is shrinking, the ground is moving, and we're seeing a lot of foundations starting to move around. Are you seeing new cracks in your walls? Is your shoulder sore from prying that pesky door open? Don't let your home suffer from heat exhaustion. At The Foundation Doctor, we've been curing these elements for many years, and we have the right prescription for you and your home. We have more experience and repair options than anyone in town. So when it comes to your greatest asset, trust the doctor. We'll get you back on level in no time. Give the doctor a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Who 
limit for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5,000 down, cash or trade. TTL Extra C dealer for details. Construction makes getting here harder, so we make buying easier at Richard Cars Construction Sale event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Toyota Tundra four-wheel drive truck for $399 a month or a 2018 Chevy Equinox for $205 a month. Over 80 thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles price to sell. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for easy deals during the pre-owned construction sale event going on now at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. Having pain like that and not knowing how you caused it and for how long it's lasting, it's debilitating. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson hated not being able to live her life to the fullest due to joint pain. But then she called QC Kinetics, where regenerative treatments helped her pain go away. The result was phenomenal. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in using natural biologics to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This was a great alternative for me as opposed to going in and possibly having surgery or something else. There was no downtime, and that's what I love. My life is too busy for me to be sidelined. If you're tired of constant pain from arthritis or injury, don't think the old treatments are the only treatments. Discover regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Just to feel good and know that I'm out of pain is the best thing ever. I'm able to do everything that I want to do. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, and we uh, begin Campus Confidential, where we uh, go right across the college football world, look at the ACC, and look at those Mustangs trying to pay to play. <laughs> I mean, they're back paying their way in, trying to get in this thing, and they're going to come up with as much as $200 million to uh, have a seat with the big boys. Uh, Aaron Sexton, what do you have for us? We will start with possible ACC expansion. There was a scheduled president's phone call last night that could have resulted in a vote, but that was postponed after the terrible shooting on North Carolina's campus yesterday. So ACC expansion for now is kind of on hold, but probably will pick back up sometime this week. The story from Pete Thamel and a couple of others both said that it's thought that the league is one yes vote short of adding all three schools, but that there's possibility, strong possibility, that one of the schools could change their mind and vote yes this week. There's been no indication of which of those schools, which I believe it was both the North Carolina schools, Clemson and Florida State, that were voting against expansion. Well, I I mean, it it would be a shame if uh, these schools had a chance to land and if if SMU wants to pay its way in. I wonder if there are other schools across the country making the same, having the same thought process. Like, hey, can we pull enough money together to go play with the big boys? Memphis or whoever has been knocking on the door in the past. Could we come up with enough money to get into one of these conferences? SMU wanted to be in the Pac-12. They thought they had a shot at it. They were going to join San Diego State. Then it all came crashing down. So it's it sounds weird and it looks desperate, but at the end of the day, their fans are going to be excited. So if they have donors that are willing to step up this much, I say good for the Mustangs. 
The context here makes this a lot more complex. The ACC is only doing this for one reason. With their contract with the SPN, they have to have 15 schools. Otherwise, they rework the deal. If they drop below 15, ESPN can rework the deal. This is knowing Clemson, Florida State, and Miami are all leaving. Now that they understand that, they're going to add three more teams. Call it pity or being nice or a business deal only so they keep ESPN's money. This is just a technicality, and and that that is it, unbelievable to me that ESPN has that much sway, but it's the only reason the ACC is taking a massive reach to take these three teams. Well, yeah, and the whatever that's going to, you know, the coffers are going to end up with like 80 million more, and it, it it is interesting that you think, those schools are just automatically. And where do you think all those people you just mentioned will land? Do you, I mean, is it just Big Ten or SEC Correct. or likely Florida State? Correct. Would like to be in the SEC. I think there'll be members of the SEC that would fight that. I don't necessarily think the Florida Gators want Florida State in there with them. But, of course, Texas A&M did not want Texas right. in, and it didn't matter. They kind of got steamrolled, and they had to accept the Longhorns coming back into the conference. Now, who else did you say? I mean, what I don't understand is, is why, like, UNC or NC State, like, has some kind of power in this thing. Why are they part of the so-called, you know, Power 7 or the – I mean, it, it's like, what, I mean, what have they done in football? What has NC State ever done – um, what has UNC done in the past 25 years in football? When was the last time they made, you know, true noise? I don't understand why they have so much say. I can't remember, I mean, you know, all the other schools. I don't think Virginia's not in that mix. But I, this, this, some of these schools that apparently have some kind of power or vote, it seems kind of odd to me. And then, of course, we both agree that Notre Dame has – you know, too much power. If you're not going to play in the football league, you shouldn't have a seat at the table. And yet they have the exact same vote as everybody else in the conference. Yeah, and their vote and their pushing is why this has gotten as far along as it has. I mean, I don't think there would have been enough momentum to keep it going without Notre Dame really cheerleading for the addition of the three schools, or at least the two California schools. I don't know that they (laughs) – are super excited about SMU joining the conference with. I wonder, I mean, Florida State, when are they going to, how quickly will they be able to get out of this whole thing? And could they, see, I think I don't know if they're thinking of this thing right. They're like blocking this. I mean, they might make a stronger case for the conference changing. I think there would be a stronger case in court to prove that the conference doesn't look like what they wanted to be a part of um, in the past. Like, it's changed. So there's such a material change, and it's such a bad TV deal that they're, they've basically been irreparably harmed. Now, Drake, I'm putting some of my – I'm using some of my old law school terms, but there's some that's, – that's how you build a case. You have to prove that you've been wronged, but in it still, the GOR, the, the, uh, the, the grant of rights – are strong enough where even if they get a decent exit deal, like a like a deal like Texas got, it's still going to be massive. 
and Florida State can't afford it. People think, well, Matt's a state, you know, uh, Tallahassee State School. They, absolutely. I'm telling They've you. They've got money in the Middle East now, Matt. They can afford anything. They're horrible. Their facilities are awful at Florida State, and they're going to try to pony up, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 million. More yeah, more than that probably. 150 million to get out of this thing. I mean, it just, I guess they recoup a lot of it. If they get in the SEC, there's no sign. Nobody's given any indication the SEC even wants them. Ooh. And I, I don't know that the Big Ten. Wait, have you? Well, you seen anything from yeah, Saint? Yeah, yeah. The SEC, they're they're all they're good. <laughs> they they would not turn down Florida State. And I think Aaron's on point that there is uh the the A and M in Texas thing. They didn't care. A and M was mad. They don't care. If Florida's mad. They want Florida State's brand and the money. And we are we're dangerously close to a three-team or a three-league college football, uh, and and we're only a couple years away from that for sure. Yeah, Florida State has uh, they've been pretty awful for ten years. They won a national the brand, championship in the, 2013. I, 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 I said the last ten years. We're in 2023 now. I'm very I'm well aware that Jimbo won a national title there. Since that moment, they have been awful. And they they finally last year were okay. I mean, Jimbo's last year there, I swear they were like four and seven, or five and seven. They were horrible. And then A and M brings them in on the enormous uh, contract. I that's interesting. Y'all both think Florida State. I think that brand has suffered mightily. But then you know, Drake, you one where we disagree. You still think Nebraska is some unbelievable brand, and I I don't see it. I mean, I see why Rule took it, because they paid him an unbelievable amount of money, and he's great at turning programs around. But, boy, Nebraska hasn't been good in way longer than Florida State. Yeah. Nebraska, yeah. you have to go back 17, Pelini. 15 years. Well, I'd say 10. Yes. 10 years. Yes. Yeah. It, more Martinez. Than, more than 10. It's when – well, Mar- he, they were pretty bad when he was there. I always, oh. I always bring up Sue. In Domakong Sioux, okay. that's the last time I remember them being good. Okay. He's now been in the league for <laughs> 14 years, yeah. Aaron. Martinez, they, they they won 10 games a couple times with Pelini and Martinez. Pelini was fine, but they ran him off. Bingo. And what they yes. didn't realize is that, yeah, it was uh, it things got even worse. True. They, they did what Georgia did with Mark Richt, <laughs> and it worked out a lot better for Georgia. Yeah. I just don't I don't know if Nebraska can ever go back to Osborne just had some sort of I mean amazing formula and of course he and Bowden and Paterno and the whole gang I mean that was though that was just such a uh, such a different world I can't wait by the way I was just looking at this the other day Aaron I'm sorry I, I, we'll get back to uh, your next headline <laughs> but th- that'll be interesting on this, what they they're meeting tomorrow, I think, in Dallas, to to talk about the college football playoff. Now that there's not a Pac-12, and the six plus six formula doesn't work for certain people anymore, a lot of the people, and so now they want to change that formula up, and even the way they break down the money and all of that. That's going to be interesting. And that's that's one of those meetings where that's when the SEC flexes its muscle. And Greg Sankey says, "Hey guys, appreciate y'all being here. Now, I just just in case y'all are wondering, I run this thing, like I'm in charge of college football. And the Big Ten guy, 
whoever the new guy is, Petiti, he's just kind of like, well, can I say something? Can I at least sit next oh, I to think you? You're absolutely and wrong. <laughs> as far as as far as viewership, Big Ten beats the SEC. I'm like talking they're, about they're, who runs college football. Yeah. Well, college football yeah. is run by the top teams, the top programs. The Big Ten isn't going to go in and ask the SEC anything. I'll just put it that way. Oh, I they they, they bow down to the SEC. They bow crazy. down. Tony Petiti may, may get down in so shine Sankey's shoes. He may show up with a shoe shine kit and say, Mr. Sankey, can I take care of your shoes, please? I mean, Petiti, first of all, just arrived, and the last guy was kind of a disaster. And you think he's going to let college his, just football. because he just arrived, you think he's going to let his, co- his conference get a bad deal? No. Oh, I'm just saying. They do have oh, USC and UCLA no, as well. I mean, they're obviously saying, on the come up. I'm not even saying they're going to get a bad deal. Got Nike money, man. SEC runs the thing. No, absolutely not. I think the SEC <laughs> they won. They yeah, won I mean, the thing, they both but, run the but thing. They, but to, get, yeah. to, to exclude the Big Ten like they're a, a distant Sankey. second is, is I, ridiculous. I, I, I mainly am saying Sankey, as I started with, is the most powerful man in college football right now. Yes. And that is where I started. And, yes – the Big Ten, while it is somewhat of a power two, it's not um, somewhat of they a power are two. well behind the and SEC. In they terms make more of money than the SEC. They get more viewers than the SEC. It. Okay, how are they fine. behind I'm, them? Except for na- well, I mean national championships. No, I'm saying, in, Matt, are you talking in, qualitatively? I'm talking. Look at the college football playoff. Look who wins it over and over again in most of America. Uh, would have the SEC well ahead of the Big Ten. And they, while they are the power two, I don't think it's that close. Yeah, Aaron's got a point. It is $60 million per team for the Big Ten no, and they make, 50 for the SEC. Again, I would never said anything about well, money. I don't know never, what, never brought it up. Never um, mentioned money. That's kind of important when you're talking about college athletics. It can be important. That's it is not the most was, important thing. Certainly As wasn't we what found I was out. bringing up. SEC, I, I don't know how you would quantify how the SEC. I've I, I, I just talked about it. I mean, if I think if you look at the ratings over the years, and and again, I'm not even that much about ratings. I'm just saying, if you look at the wins, if you look who's winning national, you take Alabama titles, out of the SEC. Why would you do that though? I mean, that, well, that's because like, Alabama we'll, won we'll all take, their titles until let's take two years Georgia ago, and Alabama. Well, Alabama's won the last two. No, I mean, Georgia has. I mean, Georgia has won the last two is what yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's the next, what's the next one? Yeah. Speaking, speaking of the Big Ten, Jim Harbaugh opened his press conference Monday with a nearly six-minute statement advocating for revenue sharing with student-athletes. He told reporters that it's time for a change and that the athletes themselves should benefit from the billions of dollars generated by the sport. Harbaugh said... Quote, don't exclude the student-athletes from the profits. My opinion, you can't say you're about diversity, equity, and inclusion if you aren't willing to include the student-athletes in revenue sharing. Uh, is A, isn't that what NIL is for? B, how much of his gajillion-dollar no. contract is he helped divvying out to athletes? Give me a break. Well, the NIL certainly is not – part of the revenue you know obviously that's 
donations and all of that. Um, I do think this is, though, a massive, like, misdirection play by Harbaugh, who constantly has been in the news lately for uh, the NCAA, missing the three games. What did he say, Aaron, yesterday about uh, it's like, you know, getting hit in the head with a baseball bat, missing these three games. People think this is Harbaugh changing the conversation. Look, and also, it's a great play for recruiting. Here, look what I'm going to throw out. Players should get uh, a bigger chunk of revenue. I mean, I'm kind of fine with if, if they figured out a way to do that. I'm not against it. But this is Jim Harbaugh trying to change the narrative and try to get, get the constant talk off of him because he's obviously in trouble right now. Or, and not even really in trouble. He's just his. He's just been in the news for the wrong reasons. Iowa quarterback Cade McNamara is questionable for the Hawkeyes' season opener against Utah State, despite returning to practice from a right leg injury. McNamara, the Michigan transfer, projected to start for Iowa, sustained the injury in August on on August thirteenth after an awkward fall on a scramble. He returned to last week. Practiced last week in a limited capacity, but he has not been medically cleared for game one for Iowa. You know, it is interesting that this guy was a starting quarterback at Michigan, and it just feels so far removed from that now. Obviously, they have a great young quarterback. I mean, Iowa is probably the worst team from a watching standpoint, but Aaron, remind me if this isn't this the team now that has the incentives where they have to score a certain amount for Ferenc's son to make uh, to keep his job. They didn't fire their offensive coordinator, but they now have to hit certain benchmarks uh, for he, him to keep his job, and and they're pretty low. I think they basically have to average like 21 points a game. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Whatever the benchmarks are, they're really achievable, <laughs> and I don't think he will. <laughs> that offense was the worst, one of the worst college offenses I've ever seen. There were games where the defense and special teams would out. There are multiple games where the defense and special teams outscored their offense. Drake, I think, is just he needs to. Uh, He's got no interest in the Hawkeyes, and he's and he's watching. He's got to get back out, and he's got meetings. He's got yeah, people to talk to, meetings. Matt. I got clients on the phone. Uh, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Uh, that is Campus Confidential, Drake. Uh, nice work today. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, and uh, we will see you tomorrow at three o'clock, straight up. I'll see you there. All right, it is time uh, to get this five o'clock hour started. We kind of already have. But want to get back into cut down day across the NFL and Cowboys' biggest surprises, who made the team that we're excited about, and this is going to be fun as the Cowboys uh, as the Cowboys kind of think about moving forward. Uh, less several offensive linemen 
What does this all look like? It's next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. What do you think a wealth manager's most important quality should be? I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Wealth managers rely on knowledge to make decisions, but responsible wealth managers need to be guided by integrity. I've believed that for more than 25 years. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. At Bush's Chicken, we start each day thinking of ways to better serve our customers. Our special cooking technique ensures great-tasting chicken and tenders. Plus, all the sides are prepared fresh each day. We take joy in our family serving your family. Before you end your day, we hope you'll stop by a Bush's Chicken near you. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. 
The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, rolling along on uh, Cut Down Tuesday in the uh, in the NFL, and um, lots of uh, interesting uh, things cropping up. We've looked at the Cowboys. Cowboys did trade earlier today. Kelvin Joseph. Aaron, call that name up again from uh, Miami, the cornerback, because you've been doing a nice job saying his last name. Noah is his first name. And there seems to be a belief that Kelvin Joseph had been playing more in the slot, and Miami thought, you know what, let's try him. We think we could try him in the slot. And so both players, the guy they traded for will be on the – on the Cowboys uh, roster, the 53-man roster. Now, there's a lot of things that need to happen for the Cowboys before the start of the season. They put folks on injured list. John Stevens went on there. Uh, there were a few surprises who ended up. Jabril Cox has been a nice player. Not a huge surprise. Malik Davis, Quentin Bohanna, uh, the defensive lineman. Aaron, what is the name of the young man the, uh, the Cowboys traded for? It is Noah Igbenogany. There he goes. Even there's a lot down, of sounded out. I still have a little trouble with it. But there's a Noah little bit. Igbenogany. There's a lot of letters involved there. Yes, and he is a. Uh, I mean, there's some thought he certainly played more cornerback than Joseph did. So it'll be uh, it'll be really interesting to see uh, how that all plays out. Now across the NFL. The Colts did not trade Jonathan Taylor uh, after not finding what they felt was fair value for their all-pro running back. Uh, He remains on the pup, physically unable to perform lists, making him ineligible to play in at least the first four games of the season. He'll miss uh, games against the Jaguars, Texans, Ravens, and the Los Angeles Rams. Aaron, who do we decide was the coach? Steichen. <laughs> Always interesting as they start moving these coaches around. And um, this is a story that has just continued on, um, and we'll see. Uh, Taylor's standoff with Indy harks back to the team's decision in May not to offer him a contract extension. As he enters the final year of his rookie deal, he led the NFL in rushing in 2021 with more than 1,800 yards before struggling with multiple setbacks with his ankle last season. Aaron, it seems like this Jonathan Taylor uh, impacted other running back deals as well, and it just this it, it, it almost doesn't it feel like collusion sometimes among NFL owners. It's like, okay, guys, let's all decide we're not going to pay running backs anymore. And other than the ones that are already kind of getting paid pretty big money, McCaffrey being one of those, Aaron, who am I missing? Um, I mean, there's like Derek three Henry. guys. Derrick Henry oh, gets paid contract. for the oh. Titans. There's probably four dudes that are getting paid. 
and everybody else just kind of like showing up like, well, could I get a one-year deal? I mean, Dalvin Cook, Aaron, what are we, two years removed from Dalvin Cook being arguably just one of the best backs in the NFL? Definitely. Great to watch, unreal, puts up huge numbers, can barely find a job now. Shows up at a place, and we'll see how he fits in and everything, but could barely – where do he – Aaron, he ends up – Dalvin Cook signs, and then didn't we see another running back come back from injury? Where did Dalvin Cook end up? He signed a a one-year deal with the Jets, and right after – That's it. Yeah, Brees Hall came back off the pup (laughs) list literally the next day. And he only got about – I say only, but comparatively speaking, especially to wide receivers and quarterbacks, it's not a lot. He got, I think, four mil, three or four million guaranteed, and it can go up to eight million. So it's real yeah. incentive laden, and it's not a huge contract. For who, um, for like you said, was if he wasn't the best back in the league three years ago, he was top five. Um, they have in the past a few minutes. Trey Lance has met with the media during the open locker room. We had Calvin Watkins on before they opened up the locker room. And uh, new Cowboys quarterback Trey Lance, uh, and this was about 30 minutes ago, and uh, that's probably why, Aaron, you heard uh, Calvin kind of huffing and puffing there at the end of the interview. He's probably trying to get over and talk to Trey Lance. (laughs) Um, he, He said, quote, when I heard Cowboys, I had a big smile on my face. He said he's 100% healthy. Uh, regarding Dak Prescott, he said he welcomed me with open arms. That meant a lot to me. Just tons and tons of respect for him. I mean, Aaron, it's just kind of wild, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't that long ago. He's a top pick. I mean, you know, one of the top picks in the draft, top three. What was he, Aaron? Top Was he number four overall pick? I mean, unbelievable pick uh, at the time people thought that was going to be good and he was going to be it was going to be exciting and he just couldn't break through there to the point where Mr. Irrelevant is their starting quarterback the man taken in the final pick of the NFL draft Brock Purdy out of Iowa State and now the Cowboys will try to rehabilitate Trey Lance um, Calvin saying Aaron that he thought you know maybe they could have Trey Lance ready by the tail end of Dak's career I kind of think that by then if he can demonstrate that he's a viable number two option and shows off some talent he will get traded he will be traded by then we'll see uh how that plays out um Will Greer Aaron I know we've got we'll keep an eye on him as he gets released by the Cowboys if he doesn't get picked up which he will Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy Uh, quoted today saying quote love to have him back as a fourth quarterback Aaron you think Will Greer can do better than fourth quarterback I think so I think I think after that after that uh that you know the the, what he just put up now Aaron uh notable players cut by the Cowboys today and we go over this because not everybody's been with us they're getting in their car you're getting in your car and we want to catch you up to date. Linebacker Jabril Cox, former fourth-round pick. Running back Malik Davis, who they thought was going to be the number two running back, he gets cut. Some of these guys they can bring back, including Malik Davis, to the practice squad. Matt Forniuk, uh cut. He's a center. 
They don't have a backup center right now. They'll do some stuff. They'll look out there on the waiver wire and see if they can find a backup center. Offensive tackle Chuma Adoga, cut. They may try to bring him back. Wide receiver Simi Fahoko, cut. C.J. Goodwin, I think there is thought that they'll try to bring him back. But he was cut today. Uh, Malik Jefferson, Sean McEwen tied in. All of them cut from uh, the Cowboys today. So, I would say, Aaron, if you're going to be concerned, I would say depth on the O-line and Cowboys linebacker depth. Aaron, you've looked at this group. I mean, they're counting Marquise Bell as a linebacker. Vander Esch is still on the team, obviously. Um, uh, Damon Clark, Clark, nice player. But other than that, it gets kind of, um, I mean, it gets kind of thin at that position. Aaron, if I'm looking at that breakdown, I looked at it a minute ago, I think they only kept like four or five linebackers. They go 10 defensive linemen. I know they love having as many linemen as they can. They go two, 10 defensive linemen, and, and then they go extremely thin at linebacker. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're going to try to find somebody out there. Aaron, one of those guys is a safety, right? Marquise Bell was a safety who's a pretty big dude who they've listed as a linebacker. Does that, Aaron, as you look at these position groups, would you say that's the area that just the number sign? I don't know if you're just like, oh, man. I mean, but it's, Micah Parsons is a pass rusher. He's more of a defensive end. Aaron, that that linebacker group is is kind of scary thin, at least when I was looking at it earlier today. Yeah, and I I I, I believe it was RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys. He yesterday in a short article talked about the Cowboys releasing Jabril Cox and more than likely signing a veteran to help with their depth at linebacker. And there was there were a couple of, of really good veterans cut today. Yeah, we'll we'll see. And uh, as we start looking across the league to see where some of those folks could come from, uh, it is a cut-down day in the uh, NFL, and um, it's just kind of interesting to look as all these things start to um, in fact, ESPN has this live roster updates for all the teams, and they'll have the biggest move. And um, um, like the Browns today traded for a kicker. Um, and, and I'm just looking Aaron off like their list. It's just fun. it's kind of interesting to look at all the different cuts, and you do start to see some names that you're like, wow, okay, there's somebody. That grabs my attention. Um, oh, there's one, Aaron, that gets my attention. Uh, cut today, release from the Cleveland Browns, an old friend, Aaron, Tristan Hill, former oh. Cowboys second-round pick, cut by the Cleveland Browns. Now, looking at other teams across the league, Aaron, um, I would say, boy, there's some interesting you got to look at, um, oh, there's uh, Aaron, what's our, Will Bradley King, remember that name, waived today 
by the Commanders. That is the player. Aaron, is that who used to play at Baylor? William Bradley King for uh, uh, early in the rule era. But anyway, he ends up on the uh, release group. And uh, there's going to be, it's going to be interesting to kind of look around. Also an interesting thing to do today is look at these Big 12 players, see who is released, and see which of the Baylor players are brought back um, and given an opportunity. Like, for instance, Aaron, I just saw released by the Falcons. And we don't we look at the Falcons roster and honestly aren't that blown away by it, right? And there's the quarterback room does not look that great. Aaron, look at this. Remember this guy from the Eagles, JJ Arce Archega Whiteside? Mm-hmm. Arcega Ar- Arcega Whiteside cut today by the uh, Falcons. Zay Malone cut. Slade Bolden, Matthew Sexton, some interesting wide receivers. And I would say some of the more interesting teams that you know they're getting better when they start cutting pretty decent players. And I would put Jacksonville in that group as I kind of look over their roster. Um, Jacksonville's getting better. And so some of the uh, players they're cutting are uh, are better. And I was just looking at, like, uh, some of their offensive linemen. Uh, you remember Kadre Allison, Aaron, a running back, got released today, and then linebacker, uh, they put on injured reserve, Josh Wells and Ventrell Miller. Uh, and then reserve suspended, that would be Cam Robinson, that left tackle. So uh, biggest move for the Cowboys today, we hadn't talked, we talked about it earlier, Aaron, because you had it in the Blitz, but Jordan Lewis being added to the active roster, that's a great sign that the veteran corner is close to contributing after suffering uh, suffering that severe foot injury in the middle of last season. Um, he's been on the physically unable to perform list, and if they had have put left him on there, he would have missed the first four games and not been able to practice. And Aaron, as we were saying earlier in the show, he may not be ready for the opener or even week two or three, but he can practice with the team and start to ramp up. Um, Sean McEwen, bit of a surprise at tight end. I don't exactly, I mean, good tight end, good player, uh, did some nice things for the Cowboys, was cut. So I would say on a, a positive, Jordan Lewis being taken off the pup today, big move for the Cowboys. Sean McEwen, probably the biggest. And then the other big news was, um, I say big, it's it, interesting news, I should say. Cornerback Kelvin Joseph traded for the man Aaron calls cornerback Noah uh, Igbignogany. Aaron, is that about right? Igbignogany. Uh, I-G-B-I-N-O-G-H-E-N-E. Cowboys have him now. Decent cornerback for the uh, Dolphins. You know, got to play some for them. I would say the rest of the cuts for the Cowboys, the one name that was kind of interesting, Fahoko, the wide receiver who they they drafted last year and they thought would make a move in this year's preseason in training camp, and it did not happen. Uh, and we'll see where the Cowboys, and of course, Cowboys put on injured reserve, DeMarvion uh, Overshone, John Stevens Sr., 
Josh Ball, David Durden. That used to mean if you got put on that list, you were pretty much out for the season. There is a way now where you can come back. Overshone for sure will not be back this season. I really liked um, – there were just a couple of receivers on this team that made some noise. Uh, Durden was one of them, and we'll kind of continue to monitor him. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. Some good NFL stuff there. And next, we uh, we will talk some Rangers – a huge win last night. What does it mean? Can they build on it? Uh, Texas Rangers talk next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball! In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Do you own your own business and constantly feel bogged down by paperwork and contracts? That's where Duly Noted comes in. 
Michael Dooley of Dooley Noted Law Firm represents you, the founders, doers, and entrepreneurs who run your business right. At Dooley Noted, we're hands-on and will handle all of your business needs from entity formation and contract building to reviewing documents and legalese. Visit DooleyNoted.com and they'll make the toughest parts of owning a business easy. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And um, Aaron, the uh, Texas Rangers, uh, Aaron Sexton, of course, with me. You hear Drake Toll with us three to five daily. You hear him doing commercials, all of that. Now he's back out on the road selling things. A man wears many hats and um, had a hat on today, in fact, when I saw him. Uh, out there at our new oh Aaron, you've got to see the setup out there at the ESPN Central Texas kickoff show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni Baylor Alumni Engagement. I mean, it is a it's a really cool setup. Great stage, um, uh, and then a night nice, a beautiful desk. The uh, graphics on it and the way they built it. Uh, I mean, and, of course, they were still kind of doing some last-minute, had the power tools out there, but it looks beautiful. I mean, it's just uh, they got the great the PA system. The sound guys were really fun to deal with today. Aaron, as I was kind of telling everybody where to put all the wires and how to, how to put everything together, uh, those guys really were doing a nice job. No, I had no expertise <laughs> in that area. But Randy Morrison, from the he's the director of experiential – um, experiential something, experiential, and and they they're basically when you have one of these great Baylor experiences or a special event, they do these huge fabrications like a BU where everybody takes their picture next to the BU. They're the ones who build it, and Randy and uh, his colleague Cody. Wow, uh, appreciate Doug Furch, Paul Thorpe. Uh, the whole gang from uh, uh, Office of Baylor Alumni, wow, they have put together a beautiful set out there underneath the Baylor Alumni tent, and that's the Office of Baylor Alumni. You'll come see us, get grab something to eat, drink, hang out, and uh, listen to the show. They'll have us piped in there, and uh, Drake and I, and Aaron, you you can imagine, Drake will be interacting. I'll, I'll be sit- seated trying to go over things, and Drake, who stands 6'4", will be kind of standing up, trying to interact with the crowd the best he can, and uh, and that'll be good. All right, Aaron, we do have Cal- uh, the Rangers lineup for this evening. This appears to be a 6'10 first pitch, so this will be carried right here on ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, I believe tomorrow night, right, we'll get uh, – that first Baylor coaches show going, and of course Dave Aranda will be out there, and and uh, John Morris, Dave Aranda, uh, loves to talk to John in, in a lot of different areas, and so that'll be good, and uh, and that'll be uh, that'll be tomorrow night. That'll be our first one out there at Rudy's, and uh, everybody can gather around. That'll be a neat coaches show, and uh, that'll happen. Uh, I believe tomorrow night will be the first one. And we'll get that started. Generally, Aaron, what is that? 
sometimes during the football, it seemed like last season we ran it a little bit later. Uh, we used to run it, I don't know, right almost right after our show, like 6.30 or 7. Um, Aaron, what do you know the start time on that? For the Baylor Coaches Show? Yes. 7 o'clock tomorrow. 7 p.m. Baylor Coaches Show, which I was just talking about. The starting lineup for the Rangers and the uh, Mets. We've got uh, we've got uh, Simeon Seeger, Low, Adolis, Garver in the five hole, Grossman hitting six. Aaron, that one that cannot excite you too much. Although Grossman got a little got a little pop to him, got a little pop. Uh, Duran seven hedges. Aaron, I think they like the way Hedges handles these pitchers. I think they're kind of liking him. Um, I mean, and they're, they're trying to slip him in there. Part of that is they're trying to ease Heim back in, make him feel okay after the injury. But Hedges is hitting eighth tonight. Aaron, that's never good when Hedges has to hit anywhere but ninth. Like, that's not great because the man does not hit. Um, Tavares... Uh, Leody is in center, hitting ninth, and then uh, Heaney out there. Aaron, you know what I'd like to do tonight? I'd like to go, like, watch a little bit of Mets Rangers in New York and then make it over to the U.S. Open and watch some tennis. Aaron, in terms of live sporting events, and I know you're not maybe desperate to watch majors or watch tennis all the time, but I think tennis and i've been to some i i've not been to a tennis major i've been to a professional match that was held in dallas the dallas open but aaron i think that's maybe one of the most fun I've, I've, you know, golf majors are a lot of fun but a tennis major would that do anything for you aaron like a like a french open wimbledon u.s open australian open would that get you fired up being at a live tennis major not really. I just I'm not a, I'm not a tennis fan. I never have been. I just don't enjoy the sport. I know I I don't enjoy playing it or watching it. But there's I, I would I think it would probably be really cool to see matches at a Grand Slam event. There's just so many other sports things that I'd rather do. The Grand Slam era, um, which the big three they've won almost every one of them, and um, it's just. Uh, uh, it, I feel kind of bad for the really good players like Andy Murray and Warinka and some of those guys, Stan Warinka, uh, who've not been able to to break through during this era. But for people that do love tennis, U.S. Open, fun watching late at night. Um, last night, Aaron, um, our man uh, Djokovic put a put a goose egg on a guy that almost never happens in high-level men's tennis. May, I don't know if it happens in women's tennis even, but he beat him 6-0, and <laughs> the guy was down 2-0 in the second set, and he gets he finally wins a game, and Aaron, the guy started pumping his fist and getting the crowd into it, which is not, you don't usually see that. He was, he was making fun of himself. Because you usually don't get at that level, you don't get beat six zero. Like at it, it, my level, that can happen to you in a hurry. Okay, like if you play Brian Fonville from Central National Bank or somebody like that, that much better. Uh, it huh? can it can happen. What's that? That much better, huh? No, he's he did not beat me six zero, but he's just 
kind of ridiculously in shape. Oh, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of that. It's more just like any – and then you'll be out there playing in the heat, and he won't drink water. Like, I've had, like, an entire gallon of water, <laughs> and he's just sitting over there kind of smiling at me. Like, oh, and he's had, like, maybe one sip. It's very – and there's somebody else out there. Central National Bank's a big tennis person. And, uh, yeah, he's he is good. He's athletic. He's got a loopy, kind of quirky game. And he puts a lot of top spin on it. Aaron, I've played enough since then. I could challenge him. There's only one thing I can do, and it's hit the ball extremely hard. But the problem is, Aaron, you don't always. Some matches, it kind of you have a feel for where it's going. A lot of times, I might just hit it out on the street. But but that's the one chance I would have is coming at him with a great deal of pace. Now, Aaron, did you? I mean, last night the. The comeback by the Rangers, I mean, that was that was some exciting stuff. They're down. Uh, I think a lot of Rangers fans are almost, when they're down, even if it's a run, 3-2, you just turn the game off. They're done. They're done. They were 0-47 when trailing after eight innings. They won it. They found a way, and Nathaniel Lowe gets a two-run single, goes up 4-3, um, and then LeClerc gets the save. Now, Aaron, what was the – and you, you don't have to have the exact number, but give me a ballpark for that crazy stat you had yesterday. What what was the – oh, I remember sort of some of it. There's, it was like 50 what – was the, what was the save conversion this year on the <laughs> – how many save opportunities and how many of them have they converted? After last night, they've had 50 save opportunities and they've converted exactly 25. Before last night's game, they were below 500. I mean, the Which only is, teams that have anything similar to that are horrific. Yeah, they're all in last it's, place. <laughs> yeah. Kind of amazing. It's it's wild that they've been kind of able to survive that. And um I I just don't know. Um I it's just incredible and right now they're having to do some fancy stuff. Aaron, I saw um on part of the uh Part of what uh, some of their roster moves, I think they brought up um, Glenn Otto. He's just kind of an arm. They, they brought him up, just try to throw him in there. They're trying Jonathan Hernandez. That was a disaster the other night. Um, I think they're getting a little bit out of Burke, who was bad earlier this year, but it's been a little better recently. Aaron, I don't know. I mean, I think you have to kind of think of Chapman as the closer. He couldn't go last night because he'd had, like, back-to-backs, and they couldn't throw him. That right now they can't trust Will Smith. Aaron, do you trust – well, you can't trust him. I don't even want to ask it that way. But isn't it – wasn't it a sight for sore eyes to at least see LeClerc in that stuff that he has? I mean, and I think he might have walked one guy or whatever, but he – one hitter. I, I, that, was, that was refreshing to see someone – with some swing and miss. but and, and it was also refreshing to see Martin Perez, who has been very mad and very upset about being demoted and being thrown out of the rotation, to come up and give you two innings. Um, that, was, that was really impressive, Aaron, to see Martin Perez do that. I just think, I think for one night, it calmed Rangers fans down. Now, what you have to do, Aaron, is look at the wild card standings now because they're one game back of Seattle, 
I think they're, what, two and a half or three games clear of whoever the next team is in the American League behind them on the wild card. I think that's accurate. Um, I think we have to look over at the AL East and see where everybody is there. But they're, they're I mean, you've got to look behind you a little bit. Um, but they obviously just need to try to keep winning ball games. Um, news out today on the Rangers. Avaldi will throw another bullpen session tomorrow. Um, and then uh, um, this is an interesting Major League Baseball news today, Aaron. The Angels have placed starter Lucas Giolito, relievers Matt Moore and Ronaldo Lopez, and outfielders Hunter Renfro and Randall uh, Grichik, um, Grichik, Grichik, on uh, on waivers. Sources tell ESPN. Um, all can be claimed by teams for free on Thursday. Aaron, they just what? Well, uh, Giolito, gracious. Giolito, they just traded for at the trade deadline. From the White Sox, that was their big Correct. trade deadline move. Obviously, it didn't work because they started off the second half terribly, and now they're out of it. But this is that this is this reminds <laughs> me of fantasy football when people are get to the point where they can't make the playoffs. A lot of people have stopped setting lineups. That's the most common thing. But some people will get mad and drop their whole team to waivers just to try to create chaos. I know they're doing this to save money, but it's also going to create a frenzy on the waiver wire because these are some good players. This will be a pure salary dump, as Aaron just was referring to, because there are no longer any August trades. They'll get uh, all, all they will get from the transactions is salary relief, and teams that claim the players will need only pay their salaries for the rest of the season. Aaron, there's going to be a run on Angels. I mean, I they brought back Grichik, who used to be with them, right? And then some of these players, Matt Moore, I think, was used to be with the Rays, spent some time with the Rangers, so they know him. Um, Giolito, as you said, Aaron, was somebody they tried to do to give the team a little push. Aaron, at the deadline, while the Rangers got on a run, the Angels went the opposite direction. You remember that? Didn't they lose like 10 of 11 or something? Yeah, just right out of the gate <laughs> after the All-Star break. It was it was really bad. Yeah. Um, I like I always like this meme, Aaron. There's a there's like a lobster looking at a it says Angels franchise and it has a, a chalkboard and it says Angels franchise. Zero days without nonsense. <laughs> just, oh, man, just kind of embarrassing when you just decide to release the whole team, and now everybody can kind of look in there and see what's going on. Uh, Aaron, one other Rangers thing that caught my eye today, this is a Corey Seager update. Uh Currently, people have been kind of wondering about like where he could end up in some of these awards, and he's not been official. He is currently five plate appearances shy of qualifying to be a leader, to be an official leader in the AL. He's at 402. Today's qualifying minimum is 406.1. His 
Um, his 346 batting average becomes a 341 net, which would still put him, Aaron, um, 15 points up on Tampa Bay's Yandy Diaz, who's hitting 326. So, I, I mean, again, I know people aren't sitting around like, oh, my gosh, but a batting title is kind of fun. I mean, I, I'd, like, I'd like to see him have a shot at that. And, and you have to have um, – you just have to have the, a correct amount of, of plate appearances. And um, that'll be, that'll be uh, interesting. They even got back to looking at Tony Gwynn back in 1996 – when he appeared in just 116 games, but he finished anyway. There, that's there's a whole thing about all that, and and there's a, you can go to the rule book. I don't think we need to do that, but all of that is kind of interesting. Now, Aaron, the last player who threatened 400 as a hit, and obviously he's not going to do that. I guess was Tony Gwynn. George Brett came. George Brett one season hit Aaron. You remember this? 393? Or just flat 390, but, yeah, right around there. That was wild. I mean, I don't know if that was the last guy to do it. Where did Gwen go? Where did Gwen? You know, because there's always some thought. Even with Ted Williams, it was like, do you sit him on the last day? I think Ted Williams went out and played. trying to think if they sat Ted Williams or not. Some of our uh, more mature listeners will remember that. I don't think they... I think he played on that last week. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Aaron. What were you going to say? The five highest batting averages to not reach 400. Yeah. Uh, Tony Gwynn in 1994, 394. George Rett in 1980, you were correct, 390. Rod Carew in 77 with the Twins, 388. Ted Williams with the Red Sox in 57, also 388. And Larry Walker with the Rockies in 1999 hit 379. Golly. What year was that Rockies? Did you say 99? Yes. Pretty so rarefied we <laughs> Yeah. We were still kind of in steer. I mean, not, again, not, not putting Larry in there. I can't remember where if Larry was involved. But obviously anybody from that era, we kind of take a long kind of do the side-eyed. Like that year, Aaron Brady Anderson went from yes. kind of the light-hitting Orioles, you know, like maybe maybe 12 homers a year, and he hit, 50. what did he do? He went he over 50. 50, yeah. <laughs> I remember that year. I went and bought a bunch of his baseball cards. They're not worth much now. <laughs> Brady was totally juicing, and I saw him – I saw him years later, Aaron, in in a clubhouse. He was man. He was coaching, and I can't remember. It may have been with the Orioles or somebody. And it was funny because he was not he was not as big as I remember him at that point. He'd kind of slimmed down a little bit. Brady looked good, looked in looked healthy, but was not the massive man that he became in that that deal. And that's that's like those SET scores. You don't want to jump back in the SWC days. You don't want to go from 650 to 1400. If you're going to if you're going to cheat that thing, you better just go up about 100 points. And I think that happened to famous Aggies running back Darren Lewis. That thing jumped up a little too high back in the day. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. 
ESPN Central Texas. The dismount is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Need help with investments or insurance? How about retirement? Let Colby Witt at Witt Financial Group help secure your today and your tomorrow. Making financial decisions isn't easy. That's why Witt Financial Group can help understand what's right for you. Specializing in 401k rollovers, insurance planning, and saving tax dollars through strategic planning. Call Witt Financial Group today at 254-723-5471. That's 254-723-5471. Witt Financial Group located in Waco. Don't wait. Call today. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. All right, Wit Building Supplies, uh, your one and only trusted building supplies company, now has two locations, uh, Gatesville and Marlin. At Wit Building Supplies, proudly offer comprehensive selection of metal building systems to meet all your construction needs. With our extensive range of materials, ensure that you have everything you need, whether it's commercial, industrial, agricultural, or personal project. Uh, and visit that new and second location in Marlin, Texas. Commitment to quality, and uh, we strive to exceed your expectations just down the road from higher prices. Every day, Incommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, Incommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At Incommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at IncommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days or until we sell 40 40 boats. Will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Dismount. We got to say goodnight. Thank you, uh, boy, all our partners. Central National Bank, presenting sponsor, uh, doing such a great job. They're a huge part of of everything uh, we do, including our our. Uh, our big-time ESPN Central Texas 
kickoff show presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni, C&B, right in the middle of that. And that's just great. We just have so many great partners. Drake's brought a bunch of folks in. Some of his friends, boy, they're part of the the uh, pregame in, in a beautiful set. You've got to come see us by Touchdown Alley. The desk, the stage. Uh, I know some people do pregame stuff, and it's like kind of down the road and around the corner. You can come interact with us. Say hi. Visit with us. Listen to the show over the loudspeaker. I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun as everybody starts to gather around. Uh, and then uh, students, by the way, as you're listening, my nephew, you're out there. He's a freshman. Grab your ticket for this Saturday. You need to go get your student tickets, all right, and then drop by when you're doing that. Go see the Bears. Go see the new Cubs. Okay, everybody, have a great one. We'll see. I believe tomorrow is Wednesday. Aaron and I and Drake will all be ready to visit with you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz.